1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's Boomer and Geo on the
3: fan and the CBS Sports Network.
4: Boomer, Esiason, Greg it's Boomer and Greg and audience Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Monday morning. This is President's Day 2024, which is a big day if you are a president, a former president. If you are a school teacher or a school student, because you generally have the day off, and if you're someone that is looking to buy a mattress or a new car, this is also a very good day for you as there are sales going on everywhere for President's Day. So this right here is the height of winter i always think about the apex of winter and then the zenith if you will and then when you start going closer and closer to spring president's day and president's day week is it but we still had a very fun weekend that capped off with rangers islanders They got started off a little bit late because of a sun and glare delay like did anybody think about that beforehand but it was crazy. The ending was nuts, and depending on what side you were on, it was pure exuberance or pure depression. We've got both of those in the studio today, the exuberance from Boomer, the depression from Peter Schwartz. Uh, I watched the whole game. I watched it out with both Ranger and Islander fans. It was it was definitely fun, and, and it worked out, and it was a huge success, the stadium series. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning,
5: Jay, and uh, yeah, maybe I'll go get a mattress today. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, um, today's the day to do yeah, it. it. Yes, it is. I will say that the NHL came off unbelievably well after the Saturday night game between the Flyers and the Devils. And then the followed up with this game yesterday, of course, as a Ranger fan, um, um, I'm blown away by a couple of things that happened. Number one, our coach pulled the goalie twice. Uh, we were down, uh, up a man on a power play. And I just think about Cal Clutterbuck. Unfortunately for him and the Islanders, he had a shot at the empty net. And he missed it. Mm -hmm. And if he makes that, you know, that's probably going to be the end of the game as far as the Rangers are concerned. But uh, it was hard fought. It was playoff intensity. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Islanders after this. Maybe Peter will give us a little bit. Better of uh, of uh you know, an understanding of what's gonna happen. Maybe some guys get moved, some guys get traded, which also could include my son in law, which is probably not gonna be the happiest times of uh my daughter's life. So uh but if he goes and wins the Stanley Cup somewhere, if in fact he is traded, good for him. That's yeah. the way I look. At, yeah, right. you got you gotta look at the positive, the silver lining, but you know It won't be the whole year either, you no, know no. it's a portion of the but, year. But the point being, you know, These teams are so close to each other. The players are uh, both the Islanders and the Rangers. I know the 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 Islander players a little bit better than I do the Ranger players, just simply because of my tie with Matt and everything. And you know they bust their ass, they work hard. Uh, Unfortunately for them, their penalty kill is just atrocious. And what happened? And and what the what happened at the end of this game? Like you never see this stuff happen. You never see. I mean, you may see. Uh, uh, an empty net goal, meaning that you know the 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 team is you know that pushing is trying to get back in the game pulls out their their goalie and then they end up scoring either tying it you know or getting one goal closer like the Rangers did yesterday. But do it twice, you never see that. Yeah. And uh, all I can tell you, one hundred and sixty thousand or so fans. Showed up at MetLife Stadium. It looked amazing on television. And the reason I did not go number one, I had my own hockey game yesterday. And number two, did, how'd you do? Could you have met? We won. Oh, uh, nice. No, we lost, actually. Oh, you we lost. lost? Yes, we
4: lost. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, whose well, fault was it? Um, Chicharella.
5: Yeah. yeah I he's, figured he's got, I knew he's it. He's got to work out his issues. Yeah, how'd Capone and, do? Uh, he, would, he did not play in this game. Mm. Uh, but I will say that uh, it was a little bit tilted because of uh, two of the players on the other team. You know they shouldn't have been playing in the game, but oh, that's really? just the way it
4: works. A legal team, uh, an a legal roster. roster. Yeah,
5: let's let's load up because we know Boom's team's coming in, and we don't um, want him to win. So that's Bull just cramp. the way that
4: works. Yeah,
5: but I, I you know, I just like. You but didn't think, go
4: because you had your hockey game in the yeah, morning. Yeah,
5: right. And then, and, and of course, uh, the traffic getting out of there last night. Yes. I mean, the GW Bridge was jammed. I can't. And, 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 again, that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to go because I knew I was working this morning. And I didn't want to get stuck in traffic coming out of New Jersey. So that's,
4: Yeah, no nobody wants to deal with that. And those that did, obviously, are diehard fans. That's how Al and Peter Schwartz ended up, uh, ended the warm-up show, rather, talking about Peter's just ability to fight through some of these ridiculous commutes to experience these events and good for him like he he can do it he still has that in him to to bring his boys there and it doesn't really affect him the way it does others but i, I couldn't do it i remember i was talking about last May when I had to get to the Morgan Wallen concert that eventually got canceled and all the different machinations I had we're gonna stay in a hotel we're gonna stay over and then it got canceled and I told Gina I'm not doing that again I'm not planning it again I'm not stressing <laughs> out you want to go you can go I'll get you the tickets you guys can figure it out you and three of your girlfriends I'm not going you can't have, deal with it I know but you there's have a to, television in my house <laughs> that will show this thing and I will sit <laughs> on my couch and I will watch it
5: but you have to admit though it was it looked unbelievable it did it could look great on TV. And, and, and it and for the game, for the sport of hockey, there there are m- hundreds of thousands, if not a million, of us who absolutely adore the players who play, love the game itself, and for this to be this kind of intensity and bo- at all four teams, by the way, played with that kind of intensity. It just wasn't the Rangers and Islands yesterday. The the Devils and the Philadelphia Flyers played with great intensity too, and I I just the whole thing looked great. Now, what well, was I, the coolest
4: thing that happened in MetLife Stadium in years? Yeah, I, I know mean, that, I'm that. not trying to make I, a joke. I, I mean, like this is—it's a fact. Well, the new Ears tour. Well, okay. New Ears. I'm talking tour. The Ears tour. I'm talking about, sport, right? era, yeah. about sports-wise. Obviously, there's oh, been some great concerts there, but yes. sports-wise, I mean, from just everything. The only complaint that I had was the fact that they had that silly 45-minute delay, where you should know where the sun no, is in the we sky, but,
5: but they're thinking that it could be cloudy. That's why they started it early. And I talked to Matt earlier in the week and he yeah. goes, if, if it's sunny out, we're going to get delayed. Okay. And be, just because of the glare on the ice, it's not good for the goaltenders. And you would think that the glare was in Igor's ice, uh, eyes yesterday yeah, early on in this game as, uh, as it started. But, the, look, all I can tell you, it was an incredibly, incredibly entertaining game. And when you have one of the teams come back from... You know, two goal deficit, and to do it the way that they did it without their goalie in net and with the opposing team missing an open net. I mean, it's just like these things, they don't happen often. Well, they happen
4: to the Islanders, it feels like, they have blown so many leads yeah, at the end t- of these ab- games. Ab- about, ten, been, about 10 of them. Yeah, that has been their MO. They make a coaching change because of it. It happens on a even larger scale in the biggest game of the year up until this point. I mean, it's just, it's tough. I mean, not holding on to leads and obviously the penalty kill, they're just, they're miserable at it and that's probably what's going to cost them an opportunity to get to the playoffs and chase a cup when Lou Lamarillo's really tried to go all in but it it, it was just that was a miserable yeah, miserable they're, they're loss for the last the, two,
5: the last two power plays aren't what I would consider normal penalty kills because the Rangers had two more men on the ice because right. they took the goalie right, right right out yeah yeah and that's where you got to score at the open Six on net four, yeah right yeah and you just you just have to be able to do that and it's just you know the rangers season has been filled with comebacks as the islanders season has been filled with collapses mucinex it's
4: comeback season it's comeback right? season exactly i mean you've been saying this for uh, <laughs> right. weeks and months now with mucinex I,
5: I you know i would say that you know there was a the dreaded 3 goal lead that that is like the moniker early in the game you get a 3 goal lead the islanders are 4 to 1 <laughs> you know so all of a sudden now the other team picks up their game the second yeah. period was great Uh, Vincent Trocek has been an amazing, amazing addition over the last two years. Uh, You know, Temi Panarin came through. Mika came through. Kreider came through. All your big guys came through like the Islander big guys came through early on.
4: Yep. You know what I mean? So and and, and Matt gets involved right away with a guy's about seven foot two on skates.
5: Yeah, but you know that that kid that that was that kid's first game.
4: Yeah, I understand the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. All right, so he's got to pick involved. a fight let's and go. he's got to get involved. And then on top yeah. of it, Matt's like, "Fine, this is a good time because let's get the energy going for the Islanders after that quick goal for the Rangers." I mean, I understood why on both sides that this happened, but uh, he he did get the better of Matt. There's no there's no two ways about it. But what are you going to do? You, you know? know, Matt, the guy is solid.
5: That's all I could tell you. He's uh he put Matt. him over, as they say, in the wrestling business. Yeah, Matt. Matt's a uh, uh, a real traditional hockey player. Yeah. understands the unwritten rules and tr- always tries to do the right thing. That's all I could tell you. Yeah. And uh, I saw this. You know what I said? The first thing I said when I saw this is my, where,
4: they, what's they, what doing? They,
5: there goes five minutes of his ice time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, you know, I I believe you want to, you know. Do this and get everybody going, and I'm sure everybody there loved it. Yeah, but I'm like, there goes five minutes of your ice time. Right. I mean, Which, it's, it's going to cost you.
4: It is going to cost you. And What happens in those spots? I was wondering. Like, so I know Sydney was at the game, but with with no daughter, the daughters did not come. Your right, your right. grandkids too did not go, it. right? Because too cold. I would have done the same thing. So at home, like, and, and you watch these games on TV. Daddy gets in a fight. Do the eyes get covered? I don't think they were really paying attention. I
5: mean, I think there's. I still mean, paying
4: attention when he goes to all the games, watches. Well, loves she it.
5: likes that going to the games and stuff, but but they you don't know, put it on. If, when it they... ain't, if it ain't bluey on TV, I don't know. How really? Okay. She is. All
4: right. So she wasn't into it watching TV. Like, oh, daddy's playing this big game. It's not. She's still oh, too young. They, for they that? all
5: had the uniforms on and everything. You know, it's just the. Yeah, you know, they're into it. Of one hundred percent, they may have to change the uniforms now. You never know. <laughs>
4: They might have to. That's right. I don't know where he would go. It's something we. Well, can... let's say I, I could tell you right now. If he if he if he
5: goes to a like a Boston, which would be a, a great thing for him, or he could go to a Dallas, who the Rangers have to play Tuesday night. And let's hope that's not like a flatlining game because they put so much emotion into this game. Yeah, uh, he could end up going to uh, Las Vegas. He could end up going to uh, Edmonton. He could end up going. There's a mil- There's not about the Rangers. Players. Uh, yeah, I don't think Lou <laughs> Lemoreau would send him to the Rangers. <laughs> Wouldn't
4: that be something? Oh, that would be unbelievable. Wouldn't that be something? That would be, that would be, oh, incredible. I'd love to see that. As much as I'd hate to see it, I'd love to see it at the same time. Oh, that would, that just would just be such, would. such a conflict. Well, that we could be all in. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it yes. would just be so hard for the rest of your family to I have mean, to deal with. It'd be great for you, but everybody else would be like, what are we doing? I mean, it's a real push and pull thing going on. It yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. has
5: been for like the last four years, but I'm just like, Jesus, <sighs> God, get get in put him in a Ranger uniform. But I was the one that counseled him when he left the Ma- Maple Leafs. I remember. Yeah. I said, look, it's not time for you to go to the Rangers right now. The Rangers are in the middle of a rebuild and they stole my ticket money. So don't go there. Go somewhere where you're comfortable and you know the guys that you're going to play with. And being reunited with Casey and Cal was the best thing that happened to him in his career.
4: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then after that, they went to two conference finals. They ended up losing both of them, of course. But they had two really, really good years, including the one in the bubble. And just hasn't been the same since. And they're at a little bit of a crossroads here. And it was unfortunate because they were in control. This could have been the turning point. For their season, it would have, would have been a trampoline spot for them. You know in the what,
5: I can, what, what I can't wait to see is really, like, and maybe 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 it's not going to be good. I don't know if this will gain more fans or not. I mean, it looked great on TV. I don't think more fans I don't know, of I don't know. Bread I don't, out of this. I think I, that probably not. You're yeah. probably right. I understand that. It would be interesting to see what the ratings look like on both, uh, you know, Saturday night and Sunday versus this joke of an all-star game in the yeah. NBA. I mean, if anybody I mean, could even still. watch that,
4: yeah. I mean, I know it's for kids now. I guess it's not for guys like us. It just isn't. Who, if you are an older sports fan, watching an all-star game in any sport is just not for us anymore. I mean, this is and and it it could and kids probably you know I gotta. A buddy who's got a 10-year-old son who is as into sports as anybody. Like, I mean, every single sport. He probably stayed up and watched every—10 years old— probably stayed up and watched every shot of this All-Star game and loved it. But for us, it's just—it's a joke to us. Now, if you're a kid, you enjoy it. For us, it's a joke. But yes, you're right. Now, as far as the 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 ratings or, or whatever, I, that's a tough thing to judge because there's nationally and there's locally— what I know is that the local hockey fan around here bought into this thing and oh, enjoyed yeah. the hell out of it. Oh my God. And yes. Enjoyed the hell out of it. And that's what really what matters to us. And one of the things I was thinking about driving into is that the you know the hockey fan has this sort of an inferiority complex thing that goes on. They always want to fight against the tide and say, look, we're more popular and this more popular than that. I you know, like Howie Rose tweets out this whole thing. Like what I never understood about that is if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. It's like, true. And this was great. Like I remember you know, taking calls back in the day, screening phone calls, people used to call up and say, you know, uh, well, why don't you talk more hockey? And then I I'd, I'd put them on the air and then they'd spend 10 minutes talking to the the hosts about why they should talk more
3: hockey. I think we should talk more instead hockey. Instead
4: of just talking hockey. <laughs> yes. And like Joe and Evan would have taken the call. So instead of actually talking hockey on the radio station, you decided to complain about people not talking hockey. So it's just it's a silly thing. <laughs> like, I think it's 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 fair to say that this was great. This was awesome. It doesn't have to be anything more of like, this is now going to jumpstart hockey and the rating should be great. This was awesome for the Islander fan. It sucked the ending. I get it. It was awesome for the Islander fan, the Ranger fan. I know the Devil fan was into it as well. It was a tremendous, tremendous day and a memorable moment for a very long time for the Ranger fan. And it was a huge, huge
5: local success. Here. Yeah, it was. I mean, and... Uh for those of us and you know I've been going to hockey games since 1968 when the garden opened and Roger Bear was uh, patrolling the ice and I fell in love with that sport that day that first game that I went to and have been in love with it for you know the, ever since and it's my passion for it is just to sit there have a casamigos now yeah. enjoy the game and watch these guys and see whether or not they can do what is really I mean as the Islanders found out going to two Conference. I mean, you know, uh, you know, conference championships. How difficult it is to win a championship in this sport. It's and how physical it is. And the other thing I did appreciate is the way that ABC slash ESPN covered it by. Interviewing like football players and interviewing some of the greats for both of these franchises, and the football players sitting in amazement that have never been to a hockey game before. Like, holy, this is how fast and how physical it is. Yeah. And that they're not all this physical, but I will say that that is exactly what it looks like in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, if, if this was your first experience, and I saw Tommy DeVito was there, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, CJ Mosley, Brees Hall, Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams. So I, I'm yeah. sure some of those guys have been to a hot game before, but if that was their first experience, obviously this is a bigger deal. They're probably hooked. There's at least one of them in there that's probably hooked and it's like, <laughs> I got to go to another game because this just blew me away, especially where they were sitting and what they got to experience. I would also say that, you know, the players themselves. Couldn't believe the reaction to the fans and
5: even our Timmy Panarin after the game thanked the fans for showing up uh, to the, the numbers that they showed up to and, and how loud it was for them and what they got to experience and what most players who have played in a lot of these large stadiums, whether it be the stadium series or the winter classic. I remember going to that winter classic the first year up in Buffalo. It was like a snow
4: globe. Well, that was the Penguins and the Sabres, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, and, and it was and snowing. It was like as good as, – and didn't it go into like a shootout? Yeah, too? yeah It was and, like everything and that and Crosby,
5: ever – And Crosby won the game. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, but, yep. I, but I remember there was 80 or 75,000 fans at that game. And uh, it, it's, what, I think the 41st or 42nd outdoor game, and they've never had a bad one in terms of attendance. Sure. So there is a there is a place for it. The NHL does it right. They make the stadium look unbelievable. They make the, the ground look, the, the field look unbelievable. The ice looks great. And you could have asked for a more perfect day other than no cloud cover, yeah. which is what they really wanted because you can't play with the ice glistening. Oh, with the sun and, and, and really impacting the goalies, because I think, uh, you know, then, then you'd probably have like a, you know, a nine
4: to ten to nine game. Yeah, which you, nobody wants, even though it sounds fun, not really fun.
5: But it was good. They had a lot of
4: goals, you know, made it made it exciting. That was the thing. Yeah, I mean, if I was drawing this thing up as a TV producer, I kind of would have done that script. You know, like have a crazy comeback like that. There were more Ranger fans there clearly than there were Islander fans. I mean, it was it was a nutso scene uh, at the end of that game. The other
5: thing I will say real quickly is that now they're taking down the. I believe they're taking down the ice today. Yep, because now they got to get ready for FIFA. That's right, and they got to roll in the grass in there, and they got to get that all ready for the summertime. And we'll see soccer fans invade that stadium now.
4: That is correct. All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network just getting started on this Monday morning. We got Peter Schwartz in with us today. He's still wearing his Islanders gear after that miserable loss. No. Yes, did he take a shower? I don't know, because I think he's wearing I think he's wearing the same sweatshirt as he was in the pictures that he took yesterday. Yeah, so I don't know. Go out there and sniff him.
0: Okay, picture this. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
4: today. All right, Boomer and GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I made an error here. I said that Peter was wearing the same sweatshirt this morning as he was at the game. He is not. It's the swap. It's the same style. It's just different colors. You had the blue background, orange lettering yesterday at the game, and now it's switched this morning. I bought them both at the same time. (laughs) All right. So you have a clean sweatshirt on today. I was a little bit worried you had a dirty sweatshirt on. And uh, there you go with your two boys. It's as good as it gets. I know it had a that? miserable ending to the game, but, I mean, that right there is uh, something you hold on to forever. <laughs> you, know, yes? you know,
5: sometimes, Peter, when uh, when we would play, and I know that I saw you put out there the spike game was the, the worst you ever felt when you left the game, you know, left the stadium prior to yesterday. No, no
6: disrespect to you.
5: Yeah, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. I, I knew it was a direct shot at me. because I No, knew it you was not a direct minute. shot at you. Yes, it you was. It was 100% you had direct shot. No. Direct you shot had nothing spot.
6: to do with the fake spike. Now. Eric Allen's a different story. We don't have to get into that, but the fake spike had nothing to go. do with you. It was a
7: fake. Marino was faking. Right that, that's dear,
6: so, why? Uh, that is so overstated. Aaron Glenn
5: played the play. Yeah. I know. He played the play. It was a good <laughs> throw. I think it was O.J. McDuffie who caught yeah. it. It was a good throw by Danny because he threw it low and outside. And it was one of the uh, beginning iterations of the back shoulder throw, by mm-hmm. the way. I mean, I'm sorry.
6: I'm
5: sorry that your those feelings came back to haunt you yesterday. So, walking out. I was just going to ask you because, as a player in that particular game, we could feel the momentum changing. Could you feel the momentum changing yesterday when you were watching
6: this? Yes. Uh, even at 4 to 1, I didn't feel comfortable. That's the dreaded There's, three goal lead. That's three why. goal lead. And as soon as the, rain, the Rangers scored, I started to get nervous, and I said they got to get out of this period without giving up another one. And sure enough, they give up another one. And when they got but the they fi- came, but, but they came
5: out and scored. They at the came beginning out of and scored five three.
6: three. And I felt a little bit better. But you just they just they they kept coming and they turnover after turnover. Yesterday's game for the Islanders, in my perspective, was a microcosm of the season. Uh, blown lead, uh, turn the puck over in your own zone. Bad penalties at the wrong time, and they can't kill any penalties. Now, do you think all the penalties were legit? Oh, I think they were legit. Okay, sometimes they did were legit. Not. No, my, my, ki- my kids, my kids did not. They had, <laughs> yeah, they stole a line from you on the way out. That oh, the referees got out the uh, screw the Islander button.
5: See,
6: I don't now, know they're, button, they're,
5: There's only one button,
6: and it is screw the Ranger. Well, button. let's put it this way, and we the Islanders. Own that. The 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 Islanders listen. They were legitimate penalties. I think I think the officials missed a couple on the Rangers on the third period. How about the high kill stick a, on the lion Ring, yeah, Ryan Lingering. Yeah, kill a penalty or hit an open net. Hit open net. Clear the puck. Get, get get you have the puck on your stick. Shoot it down the ice. Don't don't turn the puck over. And it's been, like, way all season long.
4: Yeah, uh, disappointing finish for sure. We're happy to see you this morning. Still rocking the gear,
6: so let's get to some of the details and the rest of your update. What's happening, Pete? We are sponsored by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door and also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Well, the Rangers found themselves in a 5-3 hole late in the third period in the stadium series Yes, today Chris Kreider would score a power play goal with 4.08 to go. And then the Rangers would get another power play.
3: Lafreniere threw it in front. Touch pass. They scores. Abanajan scores the power play goal for the Rangers. Their third of the game. And they have tied it at five with a minute and a half remaining.
6: That was Pat Foley, the former voice of the Chicago Blackhawks on Sports USA yesterday. And 10 seconds into overtime, our Terry Panarin took advantage of a Noah Dobson turnover, scored the game-winning goal. The play went to instant replay. It was ruled a good goal. There's
5: no reason for it to go to instant replay. I understand why they did it, but, you know, it was so obvious that it was going to be a goal.
6: Right. So the the, the discussion in the stands uh, was that, all well, the, the net came off. But if you, if you push the net off, if the official deems that the puck was going to go in anyway, which... Clearly it did, yes, it did yes. right? So it hits off doc and it goes in. I have to say this
5: about Noah Dobson. Two things. One, he is starting to come into his own. He had a great game until that yesterday. Yes, a but, great but, game. But, but, but let me just tell you something. I, that, that that could happen. You know, sometimes the, the puck gets, you know, chipped out of the air like that. But did you see him come in there and take the puck to the chest? hmm Yeah.
6: <laughs> oh, he's, he's grown up this oh, he's No, he is every bit... Of the player we thought he was going to be yeah. when the Islanders he, he drafted him. He puts his him. face down in there and he takes the puck right to the chest. How many
4: more games have the Rangers played than the Islanders? Not many. Not many. Because it looks like,
6: it just at first glance with the records. The yeah, but you have to remember all well, the Islanders' overtime and shootout losses yes. really like skews the whole thing. No, I know, but I mean, all right. There was mind.
4: one point in this game where
5: the Islanders had like 20 shots on goal compared to the Rangers' like six.
6: Yeah, it was like... Thirteen to one at one point too, and the only yeah. shot the Rangers had had gone in the it first was goal had gone in. Yeah, so the uh, the Rangers then get that goal through an interpreter. Panarin said he has no recollection of what happened.
8: Honestly, I don't remember that goal very well at this point, just because I got flooded with a wave of. Emotions, excitement, but I'm 80 sure that the puck crossed the line and it definitely was a
6: goal. It sure was. The Rangers win their seventh in a row. They're now five and zero. Boomer in outdoor games.
5: Yes. Well, Henrik had a four and zero record. I don't know. Shosturkin. He played okay. You know, he made some key saves towards the late, but you know, he wasn't great again. Hey, let me ask you this question. Yeah. How long did it take you to get home from MetLife Stadium, and how far do you live from MetLife Stadium?
6: Um. I've never actually calculated in terms of miles, but generally with no traffic door-to-door, it should be an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. It took a little over two hours last night. Yeah. All right. I know why those records look the way that they did. We got another graphic problem here at
4: CBS Sports Network. Another graphic problem. Okay. <laughs> yep. They had four for overtime losses for the Islanders, not 14. 14, which is the number that it should have been. Okay. So I'm looking at that going, have the Rangers played 16 more games than the freaking
5: Islanders? That doesn't on, make any sense. That's on uh, uh, Boppy Stephen Walburn.
6: Yeah, yeah, the the big bopper. That's right. That could have been an issue during the COVID year when the Islanders had all those games Wiped out at the beginning of the year, and there was that whole disparity. Yeah, the whole disparity. But not this year. Not this year. Uh, So the Islanders let this one slip away. Head coach Patrick Waugh provided his thoughts on the game.
8: I feel good about our game. Yes, those those penalties at the end, I mean, hurt us. Um, But we did a lot of good things. And when I look at the five-on-five, that's the hockey we want to play. And I thought we had a very good game. Yep.
6: Until it was, they were shorthanded. but no, Dobson I mean, I mean, did three assists. But they
5: also pulled the goalie, so you had.
6: I was shocked how early the Rangers pulled the goalie. Were you shocked?
5: Uh, I was, and then you know, and Cal missing the net.
6: I mean, I, the thought, game's that, I, I
5: thought that puck was going in. I'm
3: like, oh.
6: So oh. there were seventy nine thousand six hundred ninety fans, most of them in red, white, and blue, that were there yesterday. The third largest crowd for an NHL outdoor game ever. But I thought the atmosphere. I've been to a few of these outdoor games. I thought the atmosphere was phenomenal. The NHL does a wonderful job with these games. I've been to a few of them now. And I don't know how it played on TV. I watched Saturday it was nights. great game. on TV. Great, great on good. TV. Yeah. It looked great. And there were more people there yesterday because there was a section on Saturday night that they did not sell for the Devils Flyers because they had to put the Jonas Brothers concert there. <laughs> so as soon as we walked in yesterday, I said, this is going to be a bigger crowd because you saw people sitting in that, in that section downstairs, and it was packed. To the top row, it was packed. Right. So the NHL also announced during the game that the Islanders will host All-Star Weekend in 2026 at UBS Arena. Islanders captain Andrews Lee says it's well-deserved. Our owners have done a, a great job of putting together
9: a, a wonderful building, um, bringing, bringing our fans, um, the team, uh, you know, a world-class venue. And you know, Islanders fans deserve to to host a, an All Star game and to see see you know
6: the greats throughout the league come in for a fun weekend. And first thing, Peter's ja- already asked me for tickets. By the way, already for twenty twenty to, to, to that point. As <laughs> soon as we found out about it, first thing out of Jared's mouth, we're going right. <laughs> and then I said, I'm sure we'll be able to work it out. Uh, and then he said, Here's another one, part two. Whoever the Islander representative is, yeah. I want the jersey.
4: Okay. we Well, okay, well apple, apple 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 Tree.
6: We'll finish
4: the rest. Yeah, second the
6: time story. the Islanders will be host. <laughs> the second time the Islanders will be hosting the All Star game. The first one was 1983. I guess Nassau College. I game. guess it
5: really comes down to what
6: are we going to cover him in? in <laughs> the Geo <Magical laughs> Show. Yeah, to get him the All Star game ticket. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so two years to worry about it. Uh, NBA All Star game in Indianapolis last night. Oh my God! you Y'all see this? see Lillers That was the call on TNT. It was a shootout, East over the West, two eleven to one eighty six. New NBA All Star Game record of two hundred and eleven points. Damian Lillard of the Bucks, the MVP, with thirty nine points. Jalen Brunson of the Knicks had twelve. Now LeBron James, you never know how many All Star games he's going to have left. He was asked after the game about his timetable. For retirement. I have not mapped out how many scenes I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago: will you kind of take the farewell tour, or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? Oh, he's going to take the farewell tour. There's no question about it. <laughs>
5: the good news for us Nick fans is that he said he's hoping to end his career with the Lakers. Lakers
4: right, exactly. we don't, yep. yeah, we don't want him. He also uh, said, no more FAN. No more after <laughs>
6: that. Which was surprising. He, LeBron had eight points in the game. Let's go to college basketball at UBS Arena. Seton Hall beat St. John 68-62. Rick Pitino... Not really a happy camper after this game, not happy at all with his players. No, I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally.
8: I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally.
5: Now, wow, I mean... T- does that mean he cuts them all next year and gets goes into Probably. the transfer portal? Or but but, but
6: what? he he also and I, uh, w- I didn't find the audio of that exact cut. But he's he, he talked about like he kept ripping his players. But he picked all these players Didn't he get rid of all the players last year and brought his own. He didn't yes. recruit. He, I didn't have time to scout this team. But he brought these guys in.
4: I I like Rick Pitino. I love St. John's. This press conference came off terribly, and there's no two ways about it. He was blameless in himself. He killed all the players. And I understand, you know, some of the stuff he said was right. It's just that you can't put all the blame everywhere else other than yourself and then start making excuses about I couldn't scout them properly because of the timetable and all this. Even if that's the truth, don't say it now after you lose another game. And I still want him to be the coach. I still believe that he's going to get them to the tournament and, you know, deep into the tournament during his tenure here. But this was just, this was a bad day for them. It was a bad game. And it was a terrible press conference. And the fact that he sat there for, you know, mm-hmm. St. John's fans had wanted him desperately for the longest time We're so excited for his hire. And he sat there yesterday and looked everybody in the face and said, this is the most unenjoyable season of my coaching career. Yeah.
6: What? He called the the facilities... I'm saying crappy. He used a different word for it. But... Ugh. You you said I mean he you were said supposed like, to come here and fix all this man you right. were the guy you told me you were going right. to do you it see, you move all the games into the garden so you you'll, you'll have that fixed at some point you're playing some games at UBS Arena I like the you, way
5: that UBS Arena looked it
6: looked nice I just yeah. play there
5: I know it's the garden and everything else whatever but I they should just play at UBS
6: Arena it looks not, I have not been to a basketball game there yet that, but it that looks that like that is it's a nice. world
5: class arena that is built within the last five years I mean it's got every nook and
4: cranny covered. Do you have that cut of the most unenjoyable season? Is that in there? Someone uh, played it. It is. I have it set for next hour. Who cares? The different audience. Let's play it okay, here. It's the most. Me, that, I, that to me is I the got, biggest takeaway. I got to find from that it. press on conference on even see. more so than than trashing the players, saying they can't move laterally and they're unathletic and all that stuff.
6: Uh, that one was just uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, give me one second here. I have it. I have it. Not having fun. Here we go. Ready. I think
8: I've enjoyed, even, even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Uh, that's <laughs> great.
6: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> holy I'm God. sure the, administ- the <laughs> oh administration at St. John's really <laughs> right. right here. Right. Right right. How much
5: should we just give you? Exactly. And what I I mean,
4: are you kidding me? And and I'll, and, and Rick Pitino, we, when you had him in, he talked about all the stuff. He was he wrote a check to the foundation. Yes. I know he's had his his things in his background. He nine eleven affected him deeply. There's a lot of things about Rick Pitino I I really like, and I wanted him to be the coach. And, but this was
6: this was awful. I mean, that press conference was embarrassing. You for him. have to wonder, like, like, like what's the is, is he trying to motivate a team? I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's too late, man. It's too. It's too late. So what's the point on on I going on I think he was there? frustrated,
4: and I under, he should have his emotions under control after all these years of coaching. But I just think he was frustrated and just spewed everything into his brain into the microphone because he'd had it.
6: That's what I think. It it sounded so bad. He looked so small by doing that yesterday. Uh, Also, uh, Rutgers lost to Minnesota 81-7. And that's why Jerry is not here. He's out in uh, Minnesota Ah! last night. (laughs) Beautiful uh, Minnesota in
4: February. All right, Peter, we'll see you next hour. It's Mm -hmm. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio won't stop the beating. And go! All right, Berlin G on the fan in CBS Sports Network. So I sent you guys this video a couple of days ago, and both you and Al thought that there was a chance that it was a stage video, which there's still a possibility that it is. But the guy who was involved in this incident has not let this thing go, and he is now po- posting videos and talking about this incident, and I just, I quite frankly cannot get enough of this. So it was a few days ago, There's this man who who has a Ph.D., I think he works as a doctor, but he also likes to play the electric cello in the (laughs) bowels of the subway. So he's down there, you know, hammering with his electric cello. And then this woman comes out of nowhere, grabs his Nalgene or a Swell water bottle, I don't know, his Stanley Cup. It may be one of those Stanley
5: Cups <laughs> where he can hit you upside the head and kill you.
4: Right. Yeah. And bam! And slams it on his head. All right. So this is this is the audio of that video. That is out there if you haven't seen it already. And you can you can hear when the cello stops and also the, uh, the hitting of the head. <laughs> So that's all right. I'm laughing at this. It's just the video is funny to me. It's just the guy lived. Everything's okay. The video is funny to me because I can't tell you how many times when I used to ride the subway that I wanted to do something like that. Now, I never did because I had self-control, but but that's what I wanted to do. So this guy with all the stuff that's going on in the city, police officers being attacked, the migrant crisis. All the the crime and the nonsense and the murders and the gun everything that's going on, right? Yep, yep, yep. This guy decides to make this video and put up like a crime stoppers thing for this woman that hits him in the head with a water bottle and just just listen to this guy and how completely just nuts he is over this silly thing. Hey
9: everyone, I hope you're all doing okay. I wanted to give you some updates after the attack on me in the subway. First off, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the support and kind messages you've sent my way. It's been a really tough time, but knowing there are good people like you out there makes a world of a difference. The person who attacked me is still out there, and the NYPD is on it. Here's the latest video of the suspect. Please keep sharing and liking the video. Together we can help catch them and keep everyone safe. Anyone, with any, info or tips can contact the Crime Stoppers hotline.
4: All right, pause it for a second. I'm going to have you keep playing it. But come on. Info or tips? She hit you in the head with a water bottle. She didn't kill your family. She didn't kidnap your kid. She hit you in the head with a water bottle.
5: But the problem is, is that when you let things like this go, you let everything go. And it leads from one thing to another. And and that's the problem. If you were the victim of this now, no, Alan, I would
4: not now, now, I Alan, would not make a Crime Stoppers video like I think that would have I'll
5: tell you what, Al and I both thought maybe a setup because they had two camera angles. Yeah. And I don't know. I I have no idea if they had camera
4: angles up uh was he videoing himself? Yeah, he's videoing himself because he probably puts it out there because he makes, I don't know, he's like, hey, look at me playing the cello in the I don't know But I, I will
5: say this, if somebody hit me over the side of the head when I was playing a cello <laughs> or whatever I was playing, I'd be pissed too. I would. I would
4: love to see you play the cello in the subway. That would be,
5: that would be great. Up, but left-handed I, would, I, would cello. Be, I
4: would be completely pissed. Alright, so listen
9: listen to the uh, the rest of this. talk like the Crime Stoppers hotline. I haven't had a chance to read through all your comments, but I want to say a big thank you to those sharing thoughtful messages, and of course the fans who recorded the videos of the attack. It was really tough to watch. I'm still not sure why this happened, and the NYPD is looking into everything. All I know is it hurt like hell, and right now I'm just focused on getting better. I've been thinking a lot about whether I can go back to subway performances. Two attacks in less than a year is too much. I've been punched, choked, and now bashed in the head. I love performing for you all on the subway, but I'm at my breaking point and can't take more injury. All
5: right, all right. No, I, uh, no. First of all, I gotta say that was the second attack on him.
4: Apparently, third, <laughs> choked, uh, what punched, and now bashed in the head. You might want to stop, stop doing this down in the subway. Yeah, I but wouldn't go down in the subway either. <laughs> I wouldn't go down do in the subway whether you're playing a cellist or not. <laughs> just don't do it anymore, man. You can't do it. You got to give it up with the electric cello in the subway. I mean, there's just, there's something to me that is just unbelievable that this guy's down there, you know, just. He's just, he has his eyes closed. He's pl- with the bow. And someone's just like, shut the F up! Oh, stop it. Stop it. And it just starts hitting him but over the head. But why? Unbelievable.
5: But I mean, like, I understand that you is
4: crazy people everywhere. That's yeah, why. I, okay, okay. Okay. That's why. But, but you know, thank God she didn't shoot him. I know. Of course. But that's what makes this funnier to me is it's like, there's a, it's a water bottle. And we're and we're making it seem like the guy is uh, is uh, dead. The guy guy got hit in the head. Here comes
5: the woman. You could see the video of the woman. a yeah, crime stoppers. Yeah, is. yeah, on the crime stopper. You I mean, I
4: feel is. bad for this guy, but it's just <laughs> it's just insane. You no, know it is.
5: It's a quality of life crime. But, but we all what it
4: is. We all know what's going on down in the subways.
5: We all know. But again, it. but that's the point. Like the mayor said a year and a half ago, we're gonna have we're gonna flood the subways with police. We're gonna take care of everybody. Help. I, I, after the game last night, you know, I got stuck on Channel 7 News, oh, yeah. and, they, and they had a condensed news because the game went a little bit long because it got started late, and then it went into overtime, of course. And I, I felt bad for the anchor because he just kept – it was one bad thing after another, and it ended with, oh, by the way, we found a leg on the tracks in the subway – Right. And we're and now it's at the medical examiner's office, and we're trying to determine whose whose leg is, is this? this. I mean that that that's living in New York, guys. Right. That's all it is. This to is it. what I'm saying.
4: And this this guy wants everybody to stop their lives to find the woman who hit him in the head with a water bottle.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they found a leg in the subway. Ah! <laughs> I mean, there's somebody without a leg?
4: Yeah, walking around. Unless it's well, just not. a body but, part, but,
5: and, a, and the person's killed her.
4: Oh boy.
9: Is there any uh, any more of that uh, left on this? Uh, this poor guy who got hit in the head with the water bottle. Unfortunately, I'm not alone. Many other musicians who perform in the subway have also been attacked, harassed, robbed. Something that's becoming normalized. Huh? If you've also experienced something terrible like this, know that you're not alone. Now, a lot of you have asked how you can help. First, we're starting a coalition of people who want stronger security and protection for musicians performing in the subway. The MTA and NYPD do not track stats of crimes against subway musicians. This has to change to know where... When and why these attacks happen? Just normal also, information. Police can be smartly uh, I provided. Right, under- right, thank
4: you. I think this morning we joined the
9: subway musician coalition, and right, we, now, we, now we have a
4: subset folks. of uh,
5: society subway musicians that right. really were not protect. being protected. How about protecting everybody? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, again, you know, like you, if you go back to what the mayor and what the governor have said about protecting the subways, it's all a bunch of crap. Maybe there is some of it down there. I don't know. I have no idea if the police can even get involved. Who, who knows? I, I mean, it's just, it is one
4: quagmire after the next. And here's next. the other thing. Why do you, if you've been choked, punched, and hit over the head with a water bottle, play your cello somewhere else, man. Not a water
5: bottle. It was not a water bottle. Not, not a Whatever water bottle. it was. It was a metal water canister of some sort.
4: <laughs> Let's, let me hear that uh, again. That's uh, isolated sound. oh ah! Okay. Yes.
5: And by the way, if you were hit by that thing, you'd be pissed off too. You'd feel. I wouldn't be playing. But
4: here's the point: you're not understanding. All right. I don't put myself in the situation where someone is going to hit me over the head with a metal canister. And if I did, I certainly wouldn't be bitching about it on X. I'd be like, man, that was pretty stupid for me to play my electric cello in an underground chaos-filled, psychopath-ridden subway system. You don't do it. Play the joke, Play it in your apartment. Bring it over to your friend's house and play the Titanic theme if you want. Don't do it down there anymore, I man. Got
5: you, but I have to say, you are blaming the victim here, <laughs> oh, and you me. cannot do. You cannot blame the victim. Oh, and you know the coalition God. that he should belong to is the victim coalition. The amount of victims that are out there that don't have anywhere to go and and give their point of view or tell people what actually happened. And hold the people who are, who did attack them accountable.
4: Yeah. Well, what do you think, by the way, when they yes. when Crime Stoppers helps and they find this woman? What do you think happens? Nothing. Nice. Nothing happened. She goes in. They slap her with a fine There's some bail reform thing. She's back on the streets slapping all the cellists in the face with stuff. She's probably
5: happened. She probably has. I would imagine. Anybody who would do that has got some sort of issues going on. Maybe he just
4: doesn't like cello. He really hates the cello. Really was he playing it. well? Yeah, Maybe I, that was a sort of referendum on his yeah. performance. I, I I don't know. You but couldn't really tell. And that's in. But, but the the brutal
5: po- the, the attack is brutal. Yeah, yeah. But his take on we have to protect subway musicians. I, I mean, you got to protect everybody, not just a subset of society that are playing music. In the subway. <laughs> in the subway. And they found a leg. Maybe that's a subway <laughs> magician's leg. I don't know. Maybe maybe maybe
4: it was a guy that, that's so not a drummer, because that that's be what really I'm telling. saying. That'd <laughs> be really tough. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. The morning after a crazy outdoor game with the Islanders and Rangers. We spent a lot of time on that early in the 6 o'clock hour. Peter will have some more highlights for you coming up in a little bit. But Peter did play that Rick Patino audio earlier of him talking about how his team is not athletic and how his team is not going to figure it out in the last couple of weeks of the season. And this is the least enjoyable uh, season he's ever had coaching. And I, I wonder... As, as Peter asked, this is a question I was going to ask you as well. W- what do you really get out of this? You know, is is was this a motivational tactic? Because we've seen a lot of coaches, college coaches, that'll go after the team. And you don't see it as much in the pros these days. So they'll go after the team, hoping to motivate them because he doesn't believe that. They're getting their full potential out of them, and maybe like this public flogging will then inspire them.
5: Let me ask you this question.
4: How much is he
5: paying the team? (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of money making? There's a lot of money he's making, too. I know know that, but I'm just saying, if you're paying the players now, it's a whole different uh, playing field. You know how many of these players say I'll come to play St. John for 150 grand plus a scholarship. You know I don't I don't know the answer to that, so I don't know if that's driving some of this. The other interesting thing about this is that Rick Pitino took issue with Mike Tannenbaum. when Mike Tannebaum put out potential trades, uh, and one being for the Giants to acquire Deshaun Watson and trade Daniel Jones out to Cleveland, and he basically said, you know, let uh, me see. Uh, why not talk about things that could possibly happen given Danny Dime some protection and he'll be terrific. Patience is a virtue. That is what Rick Bettino said on X back towards Mike Tannenbaum.
7: Mm. Now Mike
5: Tannenbaum works for ESPN and he's finally figuring it out, by the way. Yeah. He's on the dark side. So he's got to create different, you know, discussion points and things to fight over and things to get people mad about. Yeah. Because that's basically what we do for a living. And Mike Tannenbaum is actually figuring it out. He put out these trade scenarios. What do you think? What do you think? And he asked people for their honest opinions. And Rick Pitino supposedly answered that opinion by what he said. Patience is a virtue. Well, Rick Pitino has no patience. <laughs> Clearly not. And so it's a little bit of a
4: double standard here. <clears throat> well, neither does the St. John's fan base at this point, because you know we wanted instant results. We thought we were going to get that from Rick Pitino. It was. Remember being in the beginning
5: of the year with his uh, all the recruits.
4: Yeah, I mean it was trending that way. I mean it really was. And now they're on this losing streak, and things are looking bleak for this season. Doesn't mean I don't believe that. In the next couple of years, he's going to have this team where everybody expected them to be, which was a sweet 16 or beyond. I mean, that would be amazing. It's just that, uh, I mean, in those situations, if you're going to talk about how miserable you are and how unathletic the team is and all of this stuff. You gotta throw a little bit of accountability in there as opposed to the excuse making. I haven't done a good enough job to get these guys prepared. I gotta work harder,
5: I gotta be better. And I you know, I promise that I will be better in the long term. I'm you know, I'm figuring this out. I put a lot of the blame on me because, you know, some of these players, you know, maybe weren't as good as advertised. I mean, and I brought them here, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would understand,
4: yeah. Sure. Now I've never been in a situation where I have Played for a coach who had to give a press conference. <laughs> Sometimes the coach would, and there'd be some quotes that would end up in the newspapers generally after wins. You've obviously been in those situations both in college and the pros. I mean, I always feel like the players hear what the coaches say in the press conference, but do they always? I mean, that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is do they care?
5: I'll tell you who hears all these press conferences the families, are right? the players' families. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And this is the stuff that you have to realize that when you are giving a uh, a press conference and now they're you're you're speaking to a number of different people Of course are, first and foremost you're speaking to your fan base yeah okay that is the first thing the second thing is you are sending a message to your players they should be listening and the third would be the players families and you got to be careful how you deliver these messages now in today's day and age with the uh, the advent of social media you know he says something wrong about somebody Somebody's going to take that quote, and they're going to attack. They're going to tag that player that he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. And then that player is going to find out immediately because that player's got his face in his phone, probably twenty out of twenty-four days, uh, hours a day.
4: And one of the things that he brought up that you usually don't see this from when a coach trashes his team is like it would be trashing the effort. Right, like they never say like they can't do something. It's more like we didn't show up, we weren't focused. They didn't go after rebounds. They didn't play defense. Rick Pitino's like we're not athletic enough. He even said that there's one guy on the team that gives you everything he has. He's just not athletic enough. Lateral. Lateral athleticism. Yeah, whatever, yes. I mean, which is like basically saying that no matter how hard he works, it doesn't matter because he's just not going to be physically gifted enough to do what he wants him to do. So when it comes to the Giants and Daniel Jones, you got to wait
5: eight years. But when it comes to his own players, you can only worry about what? How many games have they played? Uh, like 29 or yeah. something? Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it is a bad look. I agree with you. Definitely a bad look.
4: Yeah, and I, and I'm sh- I wonder if he comes back out today or tomorrow and ends up saying, I I was just I was wrong, that was bad, you know, I was just really frustrated. I don't know, or I'll stick by it. I mean, he's not the first coach out there. We've seen college basketball coaches already this year that'll go after the team, but the the way the way he did it How about how about the way that Patrick Waugh talked about his
5: team after losing a heartbreaking game yesterday, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like that either. But well, no, I reasons. did. No, I actually did like it. I mean, he, but, I mean, he was like, "Man, my, our five on five, we were great. We took a couple bad <sighs> penalties. They ended up pulling the goalie twice. They ended up scoring two unbelievable goals. But you know, five on five, that's the game we have to play. That's how we have to play." And I mean, you know, that's a positive take on a but he very, was brought very here to
4: kick some ass. Though, you know I, what but he,
5: and he has, he has, he has, uh, you know, worked them hard. I, I know that for a fact personally. <laughs> yeah. And he is pushing buttons and they are playing a little bit of a different system. Um, everybody seems to be buying in. It's just that, you know, losing games the same way that they had lost games prior to his arrival is what is the frustrating part. And their penalty kill is terrible. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Their, their penalty kill is the worst in the league. Yep, by a significant margin. And 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 in hockey, special teams plays a very big part uh, of your success or lack thereof.
4: Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, it's really tough when you're a coach of a team that's not winning. Because no matter what you're going to say, it's going to be critiqued to a point that's probably unfair. Now, I didn't have a huge problem with what Patrick Was said, but that was just such a devastating loss. It's like, man, your season is on the brink. But it wasn't here. because
5: to- I, I, I know one thing. It wasn't because of effort. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when 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 the play, when the coach starts talking about lack of effort. Yeah. Then that's really on the coach because the lack of effort part of it means that the players don't respect the coach. Yeah, they're not playing for you. Hey, they they don't they they've turned you off and I've been a part of that twice, twice I've seen that and that is no fun that that is absolutely no fun especially when you're the quarterback and you're gonna end up
4: getting killed back there right and you've said many times about how you would talk to guys that were about all right what individual goals are you uh, looking for it was all about in
5: individual it, goals and trying to you know inspire they, them inspire some, some, you way. some way anyway. You know, collectively, what do you want to end up with individually? What what do you want to try to make happen this week? And, you know, part of that does work. I mean, it is an emotional uh, game. You know, all these games are. It doesn't matter what sport it is. But uh, I will say that, you know, Rick Pitino was, that was off-putting without question compared to Patrick Waugh who said, look – It's a bad loss. We have to get our penalty kill right. we got to do this. we got to do that. And they showed some stats during the game yesterday where the Islanders have improved in certain ways where they've gotten more shots on goal and then they've given up less shots on goal.
4: Sure. Now, there's been lots of guys who have come into New York to be the savior for a struggling franchise, and it has not worked out a lot. One guy that has is Jalen Brunson. That has worked out. But he wasn't even... When they when the Knicks signed Jalen Brunson, he knew it was going to be an upgrade. We knew he was going to be good. We didn't think he was going to be the savior for the franchise in the way that he has been and, and he has been. But all these others, I mean, my goodness, I know we're not Nets fans, but obviously what happened there was crazy. Scherzer, Verlander coming in here, terrible. Aaron Rodgers his first year, miserable. Rick Patino coming into St. John saying this is the, the most unpleasant uh, year he's ever had in coaching. I mean, it's like... It's like, man, you come in here. I mean, we say it all the time. You come into this meat grinder. A lot of the times you're not not coming
7: out.
5: He had been here and and done well in his previous spot. Sure, I know. But not nearly the amount of scrutiny. Yeah. And not nearly the uh, amount of good teams that you were going to play against. That is Meaning that in the Big East, you can
4: play against any one of these teams and you can lose just as quickly as you can win. Absolutely. And, and I think, too, just in this situation, there was a lot of pressure. It's not the same days of a guy building a program up anymore and give him some time, build a program up. It's a totally different world. Rick Pitino was expected to come in here in one year, use that transfer portal and get that team right at the top of the conference. And he was trending in that direction. It's all falling apart. So that's why this feels different. You know, it's not like, oh, give him time, give him patience. No, there's none of that these days. You're Rick Patino, You came in here. You got the money. You've got the support from the university that had financially they've given nobody up until this point. And you've come in here and you get uh, Rapoli back involved and uh, the cash flow is coming in. You're expected to win this year. You're expected to be on the outside looking in this year.
5: You know, speaking of college coaches, did you see what Texas just gave their head football coach Steve Sarkeesian? After a tremendous year, by the way. Right. So Uh, he got he ended up getting ten million a year, a private jet, mm, two cars. Nice. Uh, golfing membership at a very exclusive club down there, like that. Uh, and there was one other thing I forget. Can what I it ask was. for that in
4: my next contract? I mean,
5: un- you're not going to get it from Odyssey and Soros. No, you're not. going to <laughs> happen. But <laughs> even the golf membership, not the
4: plane and the cars, just the membership. the me- you might be able to get that. Maybe yeah. you could wiggle that out. Yeah, wiggle that one right out there. Right. Yeah, hey, Mr. <laughs> hey, Mr. Soros, Hey. <laughs> You might know me, Boomer and <laughs> Geo. I'm the other guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, is this place called Southward Ho? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty good, man. But that's uh, that's the other side of the coin. And when you when you take that program that has underachieved, that has given financial support, it just hasn't worked out over the last number of years. And you put them in the college football playoff like that. Then you are the king of the castle, at least for a few years.
5: Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, as other, you know, these coaches now get paid an exorbitant amount of money. So they were getting paid a lot, you know, a lot of money anyway. But now even more because, you know, why why the hell would you want to even be in college football to deal with this nonsense? And even Coach Mike Loxley at my University of Maryland was coming out and saying, My third string running, you know, fullback wants $150,000 to stay. Yeah. I mean, where, where's that money coming from? I mean, you know, is that coming from a, I mean, it is so screwed up and it is, it is the wild, wild west in college sports, especially men's basketball and football. Uh, it is, I mean, there is just no governing body that has any sort of teeth to it that can somehow level the playing field.
4: And even if they did level the playing field or thought that they would, I mean, there would be corruption all over the place like there was for decades and decades prior to nil being a thing. You're telling me that if they put some sort of salary cap on how much money you can spend for each one of these programs, whether in football and basketball, that these teams are going to adhere to that? I mean, they they found ways around that for how many years, paying players? But,
5: But the way that the players are now deemed, especially like at Dartmouth, as employees... I I don't know necessarily that a federal in, inter, uh, intervention is going to work if the if the college athletes themselves don't have a union to negotiate on their behalf.
4: That is true.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're all they're all independent contractors right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the golfers. Like like I was I was I had a conversation with an NFL executive out in Vegas, and I was just talking to him about live golf versus PGA golf, and and just the I mean. And when it's live NFL is going to show up. Yeah, right, exactly. I, but I said, it. you know, it's a mess. And he goes, yeah, it's a mess because those guys are individual contractors. They can do whatever they want. There is no unionized organization that is protecting the best interest of all the people who work, you know, for the PGA Tour, in this case, live. They're all taking individual money. So uh, one day you know maybe maybe somehow some way they'll be able to come together because
4: I don't see it I just don't see it ever happening yeah and then that's it's a flimsy agreement right now between the two and it just every day that goes by just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense so it will be it'll really be the majors that's that it. will bring everybody
5: together and they'll be the ones that are interesting and cause maybe the, the Ryder Cup maybe
4: if they allow those guys to play you know the Ryder Cup should be the PGA Tour versus LIV yeah, but I do like the USA. There should be a different one, not the Ryder Cup. Let's keep That's that tradition. something. I Call that call, something else. Right. Let's call, call it. it the money cup. Another way
5: for these guys to make more money. Yeah, the money cup. Call it the money cup. Yeah. yeah. They, Let's they, play they, live versus the top 10 live players versus the top 10 PGA players so they all can make more money. Yep. And grow the game. And grow, grow, grow the, the game. pot so they can make even more money. Grow the game. Good for them.
4: Hey, you know, what can I tell you? Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Quick break, could get Schwartz back in here in just a couple of minutes.
3: Hi, I'm Boomer and Geo
4: on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this President's Day
6: 2024. You're going to get yourself a mattress today, Peter Schwartz? Uh, I wasn't in the market for one, no, but talk to me. Well, listen, today, if you're going to buy a
4: mattress, today is a
6: the, car, or, the day. Or, or a car, car. today yeah, the day. Got the car taken care of.
4: Yeah. See, I, sometimes I just buy mattresses and cars for the mm-hmm. hell of it on President's <laughs> Day, and then I'm like, you know what, I don't need this, and I bring it back.
6: I think Bradley will get uh, a new mattress after he leaves to go to college. I think he'll get a new have mattress. Have we decided
4: so we're, where we're going?
6: Yet. I think we're getting very close. Okay, mm. good. There's another have offer. We had another offer last week.
5: Oh, I got another offer. How many offers does he have? Four. All right, so we got to, We have a chance here to do it, like one of these nice little put the hats
6: on. Deal. That's exactly what we're planning on doing. Yeah. Do we
4: have the exact date yet, or we're we, waiting?
6: We we don't because uh, again the final decision's not been made. I think he's closing in on it, okay. and we just have to work schedules out and figure out a day to come in and do it. Okay. Perfect. Obviously, you guys both have to be here for that. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, it's good after the Super Bowl, so you know what the Johnny Carson schedule probably starts right. You know, uh,
5: are, are you questioning my work ethic? <laughs> Not
6: at all. all right, just okay. speaking of that joke in general, I used to joke around with of people. That have okay. a lot of vacation time. So, you know. well,
5: I, I try to do it as judiciously as I possibly can. Yeah. Don't want to leave my boys hanging too long. We'll have
4: mm-hmm. uh, three options. I guess we'll come up with three dates. I mean, right? th- I
5: think Brandon Tierney, you told me, took what three weeks off.
4: <laughs> I have to go back because he was he took exception to that whole thing. I do remember him taking like like almost two full weeks of shows off or something. It was like right. 10 days. I don't know how many it was in a row. I was like, wow, it seems like a lot. But then he got mad. He's like, yeah. I don't
2: think it was that long. We go well,
4: back. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I have to say, I have very good uh,
5: bosses in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So both sets of bosses said, why don't, why don't
4: you take a, like a long vacation? And you said, thanks, Mr. Soros.
5: I, <laughs> I,
7: know.
4: I,
5: said, I said, you know what? I appreciate the offer, but it's not fair to the guys I work with. So taking like three, four days here, three, four days there, which is what I do most normally. That's
4: right. Uh, then it works. Then it, then it works. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. That is correct. Uh, all right, Peter, what do you have for we us over are, there? We uh,
6: are sponsored by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We'll start with the stadium series yesterday. Islanders at a 5-3 lead late in the third period. But the Rangers would get a power play goal from Chris Crotter with 4.08 to go. Then another one from Mika Zibanejad with one twenty eight left, and that forced overtime.
3: Dobson under pressure. Lawson Panarin moves and shoots. Dobbs. Did he score? It was close. I think they're calling it a goal. Let's see. No indication the Rangers think this game is over. They have stormed off the bench. The referee did not seem to meet a point to the net.
6: It was interpreted a goal. That was Pat Foley with the call on Sports USA. Artemi Panarin with goal 10 seconds into overtime. And the Rangers beat the Islanders 6-5. to I knew game-
5: this was a goal, Peter. You know why? Because this happened to the Rangers. I want to say like two or three years ago. Same type of thing. And mm-hmm. you know, we as Ranger fans are all screaming and yelling, hit the screw the Ranger button. It shouldn't be a goal, but when you see it.
6: And the way that it happens, it's clearly a goal. Because I think in that case, because it was Noah Dobson who knocked the net off. Plus, if the, if the puck, he, plus, the puck was already headed
5: between the pipes. Right.
6: So, yeah, I guess the official has to determine, would, would the puck have gone in the net had yeah. the net not come off the morning?
5: Right. So, if, if that puck would have went in from the side and didn't go through the blue paint, right. you could say that that would not be a goal. Right.
6: That clearly would have been a goal was, had Noah Dobson knocked off not Right. Knocked and off plus, the, it was going straight. Through right. the blue paint. Right. And I think there was some confusion in the crowd as to, God, listen, some people thought right away if the net comes off, it's not no, a goal. That's but not that, the way it goes. That there is some rule for interpretation there. That's right. Room. Um, yeah, room,
5: room
6: for, for interpretation. Inter- yeah, right. Yes. So there you go. Right. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Just needed to get that out there. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. Uh, the game was played in front of 79,693rd largest crowd for an NHL outdoor game. The Rangers have won seven in a row. And they're five and zero in outdoor outdoor games because Zabanajad through an interpreter on that atmosphere. This
9: one in particular, I think, just the, being at MetLife here with the the way it's, I guess, constructed. With I feel like everyone's close. Everyone's kind of it's perfect dimensions in terms of
5: that.
6: Yeah, I think this you know,
5: Mika doesn't need an interpreter.
6: Well, that's what it said on the cut. That it was that's wrong. That's him. Okay, well, I was just following what I saw in the okay, system. yeah, you know, you know, like, Panarin interpreter. I yeah, get it, but not Mika. That was that was Mika. Yes, all right. So I'll make that edit. But it did say through an interpreter on the as the cut was. I think cut it's up. Just, that's obviously cut up by a non hockey fan. Right. Loose ends, loose ends, loose ends. Right there you go. Slop. I take no responsibility for that because <laughs> you love you love backing <laughs> away from that. No uh, response. Well, you should yeah. know, though, as an anchor who loves hockey. I'm not and- taking any of the blame on this. No, you I, know. Yeah, I think you should following through. It says interpreter on the thing, and I don't. Know, yeah. maybe because Sub- I-, I thought I've seen Mika Zibanejad. See, do that's, in see that's the thing. So that's that critical thinking that should happen out there in the newsroom. Be like, yeah. you know what?
4: Let me double check. Let me ask Boomer because I think I have, I've yeah. seen him talk before. You know, but it's all right. It's still
6: all right. not totally your fault. I'll take partial responsibility for it. Go. How about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> for the for the Islanders, Noah Dobson three assists, but his mistake led to the game winning goal. Captain Anders Lee said the day came with mixed emotions. Minus the you know the way that game ended, it was pretty pretty great experience. Um,
8: the both sets of fans were great. The building was great. Uh,
6: saw a great hockey game. Um, but yeah, it's, that's it's a sour ending for us. They did make the stadium look really nice, as they always do for uh, those yeah. outdoor games. But yeah. it, it was really weird because we were looking down. They made it look like a park. Like they, they put like that's fake grass. New,
5: that's because New Jersey is
6: known for this. Right. So they had like these benches and they just. Did they, for, did they, they have no, any needles laying around? I didn't see any needles, but there were people like walking dogs yes. on the grass and pushing a carriage and well, that was all the whole kinds thing. of stuff they going were, on. They were actors, Peter. Yeah. They'd probably make some pretty good money for the day. being
5: Right there. So, no, I don't
6: know about that. Volunteers. Maybe they were volunteers.
5: Maybe they could have had you and your family down there, (laughs) you know, working the barbecue.
6: Uh, Let me Uh, ask you, uh, so what do you think your team does now? Well, they're four points out of a playoff spot. Yep. Right there in striking distance. Yep. I, I, I think they have to go out, at least right now. I think the... Do you add or you do? Or I would, would add from? right now, but you I would think, add. You I want think, them to continue to well, add and I think trade. you got to make the playoffs, right? So I would add a piece, even if it means subtracting a piece that's been around for a while. I think you have to go out and try and make the playoffs because you never know what could happen if you get in. They could have beaten Carolina last year after they snuck it. Are you, you saying
4: trade Matt Martin? Is I that did what you're not trying to trade to Matt me? Martin. That like, sounds all, like to
6: me. No, that would be very difficult to see, Matt. You know, because obviously for you know fandom and. Professional reasons that would be difficult to see. A guy like him, or even an Anders Lee, yeah, get traded away. Don't um, want to see that. But there, obviously, I think I have some pieces that would be attractive to a team that knows they're going to the playoffs. So Was like, Matt you know, my, asked
4: about this, and did he talk through an interpreter and give his answer <laughs> <laughs> yesterday or no? Do you, think uh, he's, uh, do
6: you think he has that Long Island accent now that he needs <laughs> the interpreter? Yeah, <laughs> you know,
5: here's here's what I think four points out of a playoff run. Anything can happen. Yeah. What do you got, about 27 games games left or oh, 25 games, more. something like that? No, I think it's like 30. I think oh, is it 30 really? 30
6: games. I, 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 my, my
5: feeling I is like you 30. go for it. You got to go for it. But that's yeah, just Yeah, but amazing. that
6: going for it still could mean giving yeah. up an existing piece to bring back. got 28 games left. 28. Yeah. So we were both wrong. Oh, I said I 20 25. Oh, 25 to 27. Sorry. All right. So somewhere, right, there's plenty of time to make the playoffs. Plenty yes. of time. No. So, I've seen
5: teams make late runs in all of these
6: sports. It's got to get hot at the right time, Peter, uh, like right? They did. They, at the hot end of last season, tender. they found a way. Even Play when your best hockey well, at the right time. In, and a couple of bounces go their way in the playoffs. They beat Carolina, and it's not the other way around. By the way, speaking of Matt Martin, uh, after the first period yesterday, Matt was uh, a guest with ABC's Emily Kaplan for an interview. And guess what? Who was mentioned during that interview? I
2: know that your father-in-law, Rumorsize, and knows what it's like to play in a big environment like this. But what was the crowd like during that moment for you? Uh,
4: well, it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, just this whole atmosphere all day. Match, so, like I can't get
5: away from this guy. <laughs> 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 that guy had a long arms, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we haven't had a guy like this in a while. Some much,
6: NHL too. debut, huh? I'll tell you, uh,
5: they kept talking about our fourth line. We got two six-seven wingers.
6: Did you know that, Peter? I did not know that. No, yes. I don't follow your team as closely as I do mine. I understand. I understand. The, but, but that is a uh, an imposing guy that they brought yes. up there just for that game. Yeah. Could you imagine NHL debut? It's great to make your NHL debut in any in any arena, but right. in front of eighty thousand people. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then to get into a fight
5: with a legendary. Fighters. Islander. Islander, Matt, yeah. Yeah. And I could just tell him, look, man, hey, Matt, you just cost yourself at least two and a half to three minutes of ice time <laughs> in a game that you
6: love playing in. <laughs> uh, during the game, the Islanders uh, were announced as the host for the NHL All Star Weekend in 2026. It's the second time they will host the All Star Game. The first one was 1983 at Nassau Coliseum. So that will be coming up in a couple of years. Uh, it'll be nice. Yes, absolutely. Be nice. Beautiful arena gets a nice weekend. Uh, Even though there's no hotel yet that is up. Next, they were talking about having to build a hotel, but maybe they'll just use some other hotels to get people in and out of the area. We all know that Nassau County is littered with amazing hotels. Yes, Uh, yes, amazing (laughs) hotels. And that Belmont Park Village is going to be done this summer, so there'll be some shopping to go take care of before games. So You'll you'll be over there there shopping. Yeah, and restaurants and all that kind of stuff. What about the
5: Garden City Hotel? Could you put everybody there?
6: I'm sure it could be a place.
7: I yeah. a fifty
5: eight. fifty eight. That'd be great. It's only about well, you know. Remember the twenty miles is only
6: thirty minutes from Manhattan. So I imagine a lot of people yep. with the visiting teams are all staying. In Why didn't you take the train yesterday? I I was going to, and then I just was looking at the schedule, and it just seemed like a little bit of a hassle. The first train from Secaucus Junction was going to get in a little bit later than we wanted to be there, so we just decided. At least I called an audible and said, "Okay, we're going to drive."
5: So you drove.
6: How long did it take you to get into the parking lot? Getting in was not really a, a much of a problem. There was a little bit of a backup, but it was it was getting home. Okay. So
4: speaking of uh, Jake's fifty eight yesterday, one of my friends I was going to meet up to watch the game with <laughs> texts me. He goes, "Hey, listen, before we go up and watch the game, me and a couple other buddies were going to Jake's fifty eight. If you want to beat us, and I go, I can't. I can't go back there." And uh, he goes, why? He's like, you lose a bunch of money or something there or whatever. I said, no, I just can't go back there out of embarrassment because the last time I was there is when Gina's water broke for Sabrina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, I was having a few drinks playing electronic blackjack and then Gina had to drive herself <laughs> to the hospital because her loser degenerate husband was at Jake's 58. So I, I was like, once I walked out of there, I was like,
6: I'm, I can't, I cannot go back to that place. By the way, aren't we big fans of Jersey Mike's? Yes, yes, we are, yeah, right? yeah. They gave out free sandwiches at the fan fest yesterday. Wow. Well, that'd, that'd be a big Dan. deal for that's, you. That's, that's like, like, that's, see, that was good, that, right? Oh, Pepsi man. Pepsi gave oh, out free drinks, perfect. and Jersey Mike <laughs> gave out free sandwiches. Yes! <laughs> I that's I mean, a
4: Schwartz bingo <laughs> right there, baby. Free sandwiches at the outdoor hockey <laughs> All game. All good stuff. It was great. Were you stuffing them in your pockets? I would have been. I just <laughs> had one.
6: Oh, okay. And then uh, the little shooting target thing that they did, I got yeah. one out of five in. So You love an event. won a free puck. Let I me mean, really ask you a
5: question. Yes. These what things. size sweatshirt is that? Five X. One of pocket. Now, do you does a five X cost more than an XL? It, it generally it does,
6: yes. It does. Yeah. yeah more, it does. More material. It yeah. should make sense, yeah. right? You know, sometimes it's a couple of bucks extra, three bucks, whatever it That's is. That's gotta be an expensive sweatshirt. It is an expensive sweatshirt. That's gotta be a is that an eighty dollar sweatshirt? Hundred and ten. No, it was not quite eighty. Okay. But I did get a
4: discount on it. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah.
6: How got a nice cell phone?
4: How'd you get? I know d- people. Oh, you! Know, oh, you got a discount. All yeah.
6: right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Got a little cell phone pocket on the sleeve. Yeah.
4: Good stuff. Do you think we could fit three Al Dukes in there? <laughs> I, I would think so. There's a very skinny man I'd never seen before working CBS. Yeah, Sports who's radio. that
5: young man? I, I want to see you. <laughs> That young man. <laughs> and is there another skinny person running around?
4: I don't here? know. Is uh, lame duckskin here today, or he takes yeah, it No, He'd be
10: perfect. President's I, Day, not
6: coming yeah, in. Yeah, not coming
10: in.
4: <clears throat>
6: yeah, yeah. Lame duckskin. Is uh, do you not think this in. looks bigger than the shirt that I wore in Las Vegas? Yeah, no, no, no. no, I that do. Shirt I in do. Las
4: Vegas was yeah, that was like those things that the drag racing cars like <laughs> deploy to slow down. <laughs> yeah, that
5: was uh, very smock like. Yeah, uh, but I don't know the fact that this is orange. And you look like a giant traffic home. <laughs> yeah, I. this looks bigger to me.
4: Yeah, I don't, See, it, it doesn't to me for whatever reason. But I do think we could fit three people in there. <laughs> I think we could fit out. Well,
5: we're going to see if we're going to find another skinny person around here and then line the three of you up together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> could all three of their heads make it through the one hole for the head, we'll, though? That'd the be up. the problem. Put the hood up
5: for a second. Put the hood up. The hood? Hood up, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Getting all three heads through that. Yeah, is gonna that, be that's going to be the
4: problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can probably get them all in there, but where would the heads go? You know, right? <laughs> Peter, Peter with the hood up is that's a. It's not your
6: look. No, <laughs> no. A- Unless it's cold out and I have to go out and. Go take the garbage out, you got to throw the hood on. But I yep. generally do not like wearing the hood. I like wearing hoodies, I just don't like putting the hood up. All right, what else you got over uh, there? Got the NBA All-Star Game in Indianapolis was not exactly a defensive struggle. Some people don't take the competition seriously.
10: I
5: know that your father-in-law rumors
6: I, I messed up the cut there. Anyway, okay. that was 200 points for the East. They beat the West 211-18. I'm not taking any of the blame on this. That, that's a, uh, totally my fault. <laughs> I put the wrong cut in there. The 211 <laughs> points by the East sets a new NBA All-Star game
5: record. I mean, how could you get excited? I mean, I guess the Damian Lillard half-court shot was exciting, but how can you
6: get excited about any of this? I don't. I <laughs> didn't. It's, like I said, it's you for know, kids, it's one hundred percent for kids. Yeah. So uh, Damian Lillard that's was good. Beat.
5: That is for kids.
6: It is. It's not for us. Uh, Damian <laughs> Lillard <laughs> was the MVP. Thirty-nine points. Said it was a great weekend. You know, I'm with Reggie. I think. Hey, see, that's, that's the cool highlight I wanted mean, to play before. Three for Halliburton. See, that's the Halliburton three. Here's Damian Lillard. Some people don't take the competition serious, you know. But for me, it
10: was just a a break from the season and an opportunity for me to. Just be successful at something, you know, just something to go after. Who
4: had a worse ending, the Islanders yesterday, or you right
6: now at the end of this? Right, yeah, this is horrible. This is like you know, <laughs> this is a little bit of I a, can't yeah. kill a penalty or clear the <laughs> zone at the same. I can't, no, I, can. I can't finish this update quick enough. But <laughs> Jalen Brunson had twelve points. Let me see if I could. Rick Pitino could help me finish this one up strong. Seton Hall beat St. John's sixty-eight sixty-two at UBS Arena. And Rick Bettino summed up the loss. The lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. And just one more piece of that I, I unbelievable I, press conference yesterday. I kind of think, uh, I don't know, I was going to say maybe a, an apology or
4: something. I, I don't know. Do you but think just, maybe he'd come on today and clarify some of his comments if we oh. asked him? I, you know, to clarify, I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, so do I. But you <laughs> think he wants to backtrack any of it?
6: Uh or you think he's just not, gonna stick no, by? I th- I he think doesn't seem like a backtrack guy. No, he does not. I don't I wouldn't think so. Uh Alamir Dawes led the Pirates yesterday with nineteen points, and Rutgers, they lost to Minnesota eighty one to seventy. All right. Thank you, Peter.
4: Coming up next, we get some of your calls in, including a man who claims that we, meaning Boomer and Geo, saved his life. So I'm really curious to see how we did that. Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We're going to get to Ray and Iceland Terrace in just a second. Apparently, we saved his life, so I'm curious to hear that story. But, man, I tell you, you did not unplug this weekend from the radio station at all. I mean, immediately after we were done at 10 a.m. on Friday, you're calling into the midday show to kill Sal and defend Peter Schwartz and, you know, just be the voice of reason on BT and Sal. And then I get these text messages from my buddy Brian Rascona who is hosting and uh, he claimed but you're uh, disputing this but he claimed that you called in twice on Saturday night once at 10:45 p.m. and another time he said at 12:45 a.m. But we could not find the 12.45 a.m. one, so I don't know if he was just uh, dreaming that or not. But, man, I tell you, you were locked in this weekend.
5: Well, first and foremost, Brandon Tierney asked me to call in to their show because he was getting sick of Sal. (laughs) And I don't blame him. He needed a little uh, help there. Right. Uh, Sal is a fraud. And now, you know, he puts out yesterday after yesterday's game, we want the cup. As a Ranger fan, which we all know that he's not any longer, but he can play that game all he wants. So that's one of the reasons I called in. Gotcha. (laughs) The second reason I called in, I was driving on the LIE, and uh, I felt bad for Brian. You know, he was uh, just lamenting the fact of how much he works. He's got the bread route. He's got the play-by-play. Works his his ass off. This this Brian was going. nobody appreciates that more than I do. Works here. Works the board. Works with me and Mike Valenti. Some guy, Clay, called in and said, you know, why don't you just ask Boomer to give you money to buy a, a different route because he wanted him to buy some sort of fudgy Pepperidge farm route or something as opposed to the bread route. But the, and then Brian was going through, uh, you know, just a, with a very deep negative tone in his voice. Mm. Like, uh, I've never asked Boomer for anything, never want to ask him for anything. I'm like, what? But
4: why did I get dragged into this? Yeah, I don't know. Seems so, a strange... It doesn't make any sense that you get dragged into Brian Roscona's life in that exactly. way. Exactly. So I wanted to
5: call in, and I did call in,
4: and I su- I
5: was trying to help Brian get through the long night and the long day and the 24-hour shift that he was on. I yeah. mean, my God, play the
4: violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of that going he's, on. He's a very talented
5: guy. He actually does sound a lot like you on the radio.
4: Does he? Yes. Yeah, I've heard him before. I guess I guess I, I could see that. Well, we grew up together.
5: That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. He does sound a lot like you, and, uh, yeah, I just felt like supporting him, but I also wanted to, and then I said, you know, something about a boar's head route and everything else, and then I said, what's in it for me? Is it just for you or is something in it for me as well? Am I right. your partner or what's going what's on? What's going on,
4: yeah, like when you bought a piece of Recco Sports. Right, exactly. You've been trying to push EJ out. I've been trying, but, you know, this like,
5: just, Jerry's so, like, infatuated loyal.
4: with this guy I mean, he's very very loyal to ej yes uh so, all right, well that makes a little bit more sense i was a little worried about you that you were calling in too much you weren't uh decompressing <laughs> in the weekends because i need you to kind of you know get away from it and then come back and be nice and fresh but I, uh, I
5: am fresh all i know is that Tierney asked me to call in i did him a favor and then i felt like the way brian was discussing me with some stranger was like in a negative tone, and I didn't like it.
4: Yeah. So you had to set the record straight. Did he imply it. that all the boar's head routes are mobbed up? That's what I
5: took out of He that. said it's, it's a very small group of people that have the ability to be able to buy them because they are expensive routes. They are. I don't, I don't even know if there are any routes open. It's like buying, it used to be, I don't know if this is uh, true anymore, uh, a cab medallion. You had to buy a medallion in yeah. order to be able to be a cab driver. Very expensive. At one point, before Uber, I think it got up to like $650,000. Yeah, but they're
3: devalued now.
4: Yeah, because of Uber and everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go to Ray in Islip
10: Terrace. Ray, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys?
4: Great, Ray. What do you got for us, man?
10: Okay, Gio, you may not remember, but about three weeks ago, I briefly met you at the Portly Villager. Um, I began to... tell you a short story of, um, since my girlfriend had passed away. Yes,
4: of course I remember you, 100%. Yes, Yes, I I, uh, this was It was a Friday, right?
10: Yes, correct. Yeah, Yeah, I remember. you a drink, and you had bought me a drink. Thank you very much. Yes, I
4: do remember, Ray, yes.
10: Yes. So, you know, you were busy, and uh, I told you a very short version, and I thought I would call in. This is my first time calling in, by the way, ever. Um, so, uh, Mickey, uh, my living girlfriend, she passed away five and a half years ago uh, in my arms on my living room floor, oh. which I still reside today. Um, and then after funeral arrangements, having the family and friends come over and uh, gather up her personal belongings, um, I kept it very busy. So, uh, I wasn't, you know, too lonely or emotional. So, since the funeral ended, um, everybody went home. And about two days later, I would say about quarter or six in the morning, uh, and I'm, I'm a side sleeper. I never sleep on my back. So about quarter or six in the morning, I felt this weight on my chest and um, it wasn't medical. And I truly believe it wasn't a dream. And this weight lasted about five or six seconds. I, to this day, feel that it was Mickey uh, trying to tell me something all right so i get up and i look at my cable box and i didn't know what channel 215 was that's the cbs sports network obviously on optimum so uh i said huh what's this i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the bathroom and and come back and i still didn't turn the tv on yet i was feeling really down so i looked up um on my cell phone how to commit suicide the different ways on how to kill yourself. And I said to myself, this is crazy. So I, I turned on the TV, and now it's probably about 10 after 6, and, Gio, you were doing a impersonation of somebody, I can't remember who, and made me uh, laugh a little bit. And, Boomer, you were busting Gio's balls about something, and you made me laugh a little bit. So since then, I've been watching you guys ever since, So I just want to thank the both of you that in a roundabout way, uh, you two saved my life.
4: Wow, Ray. I mean, that's uh, one of the most intense stories that I've ever heard on the caller line. And um, I had no idea when I met you, you know, after you mentioned that your girlfriend had passed, that this was also part of the story. So um, we're very, very happy that you're doing so much better now. Uh, but it's really all that work that you did is you. It's not us. I'm glad to could be a little piece of that to make you happy, but you know, give yourself credit on uh dealing with a tragedy and, and turning into a positive. But um we are we are very happy to be a part of your lives. I mean that is like uh that's as intense as it gets, as real as it gets, you know? Yeah. yeah that is <laughs> I do remember meeting him. He didn't tell me that the first time. He told me about the girlfriend situation, which was just super tragic, but um, yeah, not James Brown talking about that kind of thing with yeah. us? hmm Yep. No, he was. And good for, good for
5: you, Ray, that you were able to fight through it and get your life back together and hopefully you're living a good life now.
4: Yeah. I mean, and uh um, Believe me, your loved one would want that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and the the alternative there is just um your loved one would not want that. Mickey would not want that. So uh the fact that you're uh you're back, you're healthy, you're happy, and we had something to do with that makes uh, makes me proud makes us proud so uh we we do appreciate i do i do remember meeting ray and uh you know he bought me a drink and he uh and i bought him a drink back. goes you didn't need to do that i said don't worry i don't pay for anything here it doesn't matter <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'm kidding of course <laughs> all right like, okay, okay all right it's boomer and Gio on the fan and cbs sports network Ryan Poole and Gio Coney alive for the Bills Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So we were talking last week about Micah Parsons who was being hounded by autograph seekers getting off the plane from Vegas. I guess he was out there for Super Bowl week and then there was a bunch of people waiting for him as he was getting his bags. And he was taking pictures of them and complaining about it. And you said uh, that you understand his frustration, but... You know, they're, you don't need to take pictures of them and complain about it on social media. You can just sort of tell them politely, no, now's not the time, and you've done that before, and and so on and so forth. So, fresh off of that, here is this story that TMZ had exclusive details and video with, where one of these autograph hound guys, who's an autograph dealer, who are the worst, and these guys have been around for a very, very long time. I remember going down to Port St. Lucie as a kid, trying to get autographs that I would have and memories I would have and getting elbowed out of the way by some of these guys is like a 10-year-old. Be like, what the hell is going on, man? You're a grown man, what's happening? But this is their business and they're aggressive with it. So Brees Hall is at one of these luggage carousels waiting to get his luggage and, he, and he's being asked to sign by this autograph dealer and he tells him no and then the guy starts getting aggressive and yelling at Brees Hall, and Brees Hall's just standing there, and he's smiling, he's like, man, I can't can't believe this is uh, happening, and guess who steps
6: in? Hi, this is Carl Banks. And Carl Banks!
4: Killer Carl! There he was, stepped in, told the guy to to beat it, kind of de-escalated the situation, and then all of a sudden, uh, things were okay, but, I mean, I can understand when... You need an autograph to make money, and this is the business that you chose, and you can get frustrated if someone says no. But, I mean, to then, like, aggressively go after the guy in his personal time, it's like, man. Well, I told you. Man.
5: they'll they'll be outside of CBS waiting for us coming out of the NFL today, and, you know, after a long 12-hour day, a snowy, rainy night, and you're standing out there, and I'm like, listen, guys, sorry, man. You know, I'll sign a little bit in the morning when I get there, but I'm not doing it after a 12-hour day. I'm just sorry.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, I mean, you know, I appreciate you guys are out here. And by the way, do you pay taxes or no? Because I pay taxes. Do you pay taxes? Probably not. <laughs> Wait. What? what do you What do you mean? <laughs> They're probably in cash. I'm gonna guarantee
7: it.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I guess. I now I know what you're
5: saying. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's just, it gets annoying at times. I and I totally understand, but... see you ever get
4: nasty with, you know, when uh, you say no? No,
5: no, 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 most, most people, you know, they're there and they're hoping to get you to sign and, oh, thank you so much, I appreciate you, I'm a big fan of yours, you know, all that stuff. Right. And who knows about the amount of stuff gets sent here. Oh, my goodness. You know, so, I mean, it's, you don't know who's sending it or where it's coming from. You try to get, catch up every which way you can, but... And at at the end of the day, you know, I do have a deal like most guys do, with an auction house that I can sit and go and sign fifteen hundred items, yep, and and get it done in two hours, and and then people can get it that way if they
4: want. All right, let me see Boomer Esiason autograph right now. What could I get? All right, I could get I get a signed helmet, a Bengals old school signed helmet, full size. Speed Rep speed rep helmet. How much do you think that's going for? Full uh, size Bengal helmet with your autograph on it. Four fifty? I don't know. One hundred ninety nine. Two hundred bucks. There you go. Buy it there then. Two hundred bucks. Here's here's one here. Uh Bengal's boomer size, and you got the uh you got the MVP on there. This is a mini helmet though. This one's going for four thirty. Wow. Bengal helmet.
5: So, you know, my foundation we sell helmets out of there too.
4: Yep. There's another another one with the '88 NFL MVP for 600. So if you want that one, you go get the you go get the 200. There's <laughs> a Jets football, 130, with the autograph on it. So there you go. Maybe I'll get one of these things. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy one of those. Put it up in my bar. But you, you understand why it's annoying. I no, I I do. Um, I I didn't love the fact that Micah Parsons was. Because some of them were kids and there was but, a dude, woman but, there. Yeah, but you
5: have to understand, they, the, those autograph people will use the kids. And, you know, that's a tough thing, too. But I also will say that social media makes this whole thing worse. Because, makes everything worse. Because this generation just goes right to social media and starts complaining
4: about everything. Do you think that social media makes anything better? <laughs> like, Let's think about that. There has to be something that it makes better. Anything Keep in contact with
5: people. No, I, th- I think that part of it's good. I think you know, getting the word out about different things and promoting different things—that's good. But usually, you know, there's always going to be somebody. You could put something out, like I put this game was amazing last night. Uh, you know, 160 thousand hockey fans showed up to watch hockey at the Meadowlands, meaning that Flyer fans, Devil fans, Islander fans, Ranger fans—all you know—went there. And it, it, as a hockey fan, it was—I was proud to see it yeah but then you know of course the dimensions i the rags lost because the Batman wants him to win I mean the rags won because the Batman wants them to win crap you know all that kind of idiocy that comes back at you you know
4: what yeah. I'm saying you know who does a, a real good job of of not looking at mentions apparently um are are these golfers like you ask any of them they don't look at their they have someone else run their Twitter accounts and their social media they never look at it. Because they good, can't. Good
5: for them. Because they they're to
4: be so their the, their mind has to be so clear of that garbage. Like there was the uh, the story I told you with Kevin Kisner. He put out some tweet like responding to a Rex Chapman tweet at the height of the pandemic, oh, yeah. and people were like all over him. And he so what he did was he just like he was just scrolling through social media. Right, he just tweets something back to Rex Chapman about this. And puts his phone down, goes plays around of golf, leaves his phone in the house. People are going crazy, <laughs> yes. like to the point of like Everybody's calling his phone, and one of the one of the guys from Barstool was friends with him. This guy Riggs calls him. He's like, "You have to pick up. You are getting canceled as we speak in live. Ta- you have to pick up your phone and delete the tweet." And finally, he got to his phone like four hours later. He's like, "What?
5: What, what happened? What, what was the tweet that he said that was so
4: offensive?" You want me to go back and find? I, it? I don't. I don't even know what it is. I mean, it was you know, a, it was a COVID thing. Uh, was he like? Was
5: was he going against what Rex Chapman was saying?
4: Yeah, I think right, he was. Yeah, I,
5: I would think that would be the other side. So you're being canceled by the side that doesn't like anyway.
4: Yes. Uh, let me see. I'll go back. All right. Uh, Kevin Kisner apologizes for. <laughs> Kevin Kisner, by the way, who's, who's now doing uh, NBC commentary yes. for NBC Sport. All right, so oh god. All right, so Rex Chapman tweeted out this is four years ago, by the way. Okay, right. so let's put it in context. It's four years we're, ago. We're
5: during the pandemic,
4: right, right in the middle of the pandemic, what Rex wants everybody to get what, five shots? Uh, so he, uh, Rex Chabot puts out, he goes, My friend's parents have died from COVID and COVID related issues. My parents are in and out of the hospital. One of my kids tested positive for COVID today. Forgive me if I'm upset over 200,000 dead when the president told us six months ago we <clears throat> would down to zero cases in a few days. And Kisner res- responded by saying, Guess they couldn't follow the guidelines. And then just put his phone down and went away, and that somehow was the thing that got him. killed. Well, I can understand.
5: He's taking a shot at some people that have passed away, and
4: it doesn't make a lot of sense to put that dopey commentary out. <laughs> <laughs> right, but the and it's not, it's just the funny part about it, that's, you know, none of the death is funny. The funny part about it is that this world, you could just, you could have a thought, and then nothing happens when you have a thought. You could say it to your buddy, nothing happens. He just decided to put that thought out there, and his entire career almost came to a Halt! Because of that, because he put his phone down and went went away. Yeah, you know. Well, but what was he going to say to stop the avalanche?
5: Of well, he ended up apologizing. Oh, okay. the whole thing and no, no, whatever. Okay. Else. So, you know? so here we are, four years
4: later, and he's doing NBC Golf, right? Which okay. is great, great. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad that one little silly response tweet to something didn't end his career. Right? Yes, and that's the stuff we like to see. Uh, let's go to Mike and West Iceland. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how you
10: guys doing? Good, man. What's up? So I got some Boar's Head information for you, Boomer. Okay. My father used to own a deli for 30 years in, um, on Long Island, and I'm, I worked in his store. And I also worked on the Boar's truck. So you are correct when you say that it takes millions to own one of these routes. Yep. And it all stays within the family, so they're very tough to get a hold of. What's made these guys very, very successful now is the stop and shops. Mm. Because they used to only deliver to independent delis. And then once they started they went to the King Collins and the stopping shops, that's when they made a lot of money.
5: And as by the way, it's the best product in its in its um, category. Category, you know that, of course.
4: Oh,
10: great, hundred oh, percent.
4: it's the it's Rolls
5: Royce of cold cups. Yeah, I, I do know. We know people here that are obviously marketing people from uh, Boar's Head, but I know family members. So, yes,
10: yeah, so and they also, if you wanted to, like my father and his friends would open other stores. You can't just go to a bank and say, hey, listen, I want to open a deli because it's highly risky. So the boy said, guys, sometimes would be your finance guy. Yes. So, they can, so they're involved with a lot of the deli business.
5: They get it. They understand it. Yeah. Yep. And, said, I, and, guys. I, and, I, and I told Brian that, but I said, you know, Brian, I would I would be more than happy to help you. But what's in it for me? Right. Exactly. I mean, am I going to charge you 10%? And the big, what are, what are we doing here?
4: <laughs> right. You just, uh, I'm not into the handout situation here. We, no, I mean, we're uh, calling, yeah, but... we could help you out. Right. But I'm not. We could become partners in some way, shape, or form. By the way, did you see there's a Wegmans finally coming to Long Island? Isn't that wonderful? That is a huge deal. Huge deal. Where's it going? In Lake Grove. Everything seems to
5: happen in Lake Grove.
4: It is true. It's over there like Smith Haven Mall and everything. sort of a lot of space over
5: there. A lot of space lot over of there. Space. A lot of things going out of business and things Yeah, coming like, into uh, place. Whole Foods,
4: Lake Grove. You know, Sears. Trader Joe's, uh, Lake Grove. Yeah, by Segment's, Lake Grove. Like, Chick-fil-A, like, Lake Grove.
5: Ever since Sears, Macy's, J C JCPenney, all these companies you know, basically went by the wayside. Yeah, here comes Lake here, Grove. Here comes the food companies.
4: Right, everybody rolling Either in. Either that or
5: some sort of medical... Uh, The Vice Company or or Zwanger Pasiri
4: or something like that. Popping up in your face. Popping up everywhere. You can get tested over here. Uh, Edgar in Georgia. What's going on, Edgar? Good morning. Good morning. Morning, What's happening?
11: Listen, I'm sorry. I'm a long time resident of Jersey, Boulder, and uh, I get tired of you sometimes.
3: Derogatory the, the remarks. For example,
5: the recent one that you just mentioned is that if there were any needles in the grass at at the Meadowlands, yeah. Have a break. Yeah, there's needles in our parks too, by the way. Uh, so I, I'm an equally uh, offend, offender, I guess you would say, because, right. you know, unfortunately there's there's too many needles and too many kids
4: running into needles in parks. Now, Edgar, are you calling from Georgia like on a uh, trip or did you move down there?
11: Yeah. No, no, I, just, I, recently, I recently retired and moved down here. But- oh, oh, you left New Jersey? Mm, wow.
5: Why would you leave New Jersey, Edgar, since you love it so much? What
11: about that freaking weather? You know? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean,
5: the freaking weather sucks, the taxes and, suck, and the, the, the traffic sucks, yeah. and the needles <laughs> suck. Yeah,
10: and they, just keep, and they just
5: keep losing. So why should I stay there? Yeah, oh, see, Well, now now you're barking up my tree. Yeah, you see, that look at exactly. that, and your common ground. Yeah. I see. Yeah, listen, also, by I, the way, listen. I, I will go to due process any day of the week. I will go down to Red Bank any day of the week. I will go to Rumson any day of the week. I mean, all Alpine, beautiful areas. Bradley of Beach, Jersey. Bradley. Nah,
4: <laughs> not so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, beautiful parts of New Jersey. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But this is funny because I saw Edgar from Georgia defending New Jersey, the and state he that left. he could not wait to and get out left. of when he was retired. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh,
10: Pirro, college points going on, Pirro. What's up, guys? Pirro. Great game yesterday, man. Yeah. What a game yesterday. Mm. Um, so, listen, Matt's fight yesterday. Right after that fight, the Islanders scored three straight goals. I mean, you know, they were really pumped up. You think he should get his ass kicked every game? What do you think?
4: Man, I tell you, Piero, you are uh, you're an agitator. He's an agitator, that Piero. Yes, good listener. He's a good caller, but he's a tweaker. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to run into Piero. Yeah. We could drop the gloves. Listen, Matt lost the fight, but Matt, it's okay. They, they fired up the team, and they up stood. They out.
5: both ended up standing up and throwing haymakers at each other. This guy's like half his age and six times as tall as him too, and he's fighting him. <laughs> right, he's fighting him. Because he know he knows the uh the unwritten rules in the NHL. You know, yeah. you give a kid a chance, let's go. This is your first game.
4: Yeah. Yep. Listen, I man. You didn't see him go down, did you? No. Hell no. No. Nope. He stood up there. You stand up in there and fight like both of them. Yeah, no way. I mean, you're talking a Pyrrh, no? I mean I got respect for both these guys. Look but, at that. but if you had to if you had to pick a winner, obviously, you know, Matt did not win the fight, but that's okay. He's won his fair share of fights. Guy's fighting is six seven two forty. He's like eighteen years old. Come on, uh, <laughs> it's hey. a, it's, a, it's a tough. That's a tall order right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His first game. You know, he's to fill full all that youthful energy. And by the way, the fans
5: loved it. Oh yeah. You put on a show. You put on a show. You got to give them everything. Got to give them fights. You got to give them power play goals. You got to give them <clears throat> penalties. You got to you got to give them everything.
4: Yeah, and Al was asking Peter about this in the warm up show, like that moment when the two guys are like, all right, that's enough, and they agree upon that's enough. And it's like a look and a nod. It's
5: a look and a nod. It's it's about the respect of the game. It's enough of this. But, like, what what if one
4: guy's not done and the other one is, you know?
5: Well, so here's the thing Neither one of these guys know each other because they've never met. Because obviously, the new guy for the Rangers is a rookie. So there's no bad blood really there. The bad blood is between the rival within the rivalry itself. Mm-hmm. Now, if this is somebody that Matt has fought before or genuinely dislikes, then it gets a little bit
4: more heated, sure. And and you could see that, but not in this case. No. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean it is a uh, it's a it's a life that he has uh, carved out, that's very unique in sports, that he's done very, very well it's over not his easy, career. not easy. It by the way, not.
5: Frankie out there in Ridgeville, Connecticut, what's up, really Frank? excited. What do you got, Frankie?
11: Hey, guys, a uh, couple things. There's going to be a Wegmans in Norwalk, Connecticut. Whoa, baby, wow, wow, let's go. Yes,
5: yes. Yep,
11: and um, I wanted to thank Boomer. This is a while ago, but you talk about him from time to time because you get deliveries from there and you... And you're a regular customer, but I was down in Iceland a few weeks ago. Yep. And a light bulb went off in my head, and I said, I got to check out this Stanley's Bakery. And let me tell you guys, I was blown away.
4: What'd you get? I mean, that- crumb cake? Jelly donut? Uh, I got some donuts, but then the Danish blue mm, were the yep, best. I bought, And I got a small vanilla cake with chocolate
5: icing Ooh. that was like $14.
11: I swear the same cake would be $30 here.
4: <laughs> Probably, <laughs> man. Probably. It's yes. one of those
11: places where you want everything.
4: Yeah, and exactly. Go back. yeah You know, Frank, oh, that a, uh, that Stanley's Jelly Donut uh, stands alone I'm in, I'm in my crumb opinion. Cake, I'm sorry. Crumb so. cake. No, it's all great. Yeah. I, uh, but see, the thing about the crumb cake is. Like, I could just get lost in that thing. You know what I'm saying? I yes. could end up eating way more of that crumb like, there's cake. there's no ending. Yeah. Exactly. you yeah. just, just cutting and cutting and cutting, little sliver here, little sliver there. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, I ate those three quarters of this freaking crumb cake. Right. With the jelly donut, I could just take the jelly donut, I could have one, I could have it, I could savor it, and I'm good. And I'm like, man, that was that was sent from heaven, that jelly donut. But the crumb cake, you could get in trouble with that thing, man. Yep. You could, I, I mean, I I, I could, in the right frame of mind, put down an entire crumb cake. Oh, you? easily, yes. Yeah. And they're thick and huge. Well, thick. The problem is, like, when we get it delivered here, yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, I know. I know, because then you want a little taste of everything. Yes. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Get Peter Schwartz back in the air in a couple of minutes. It is Giant Switcher. We we're in GL on the fan end CBS Sports Network. Your kids have off this week, right? They sure do. That's right. So and you're a guy you got, you know, you got shifts this week, you gotta work, so you can't go and take a vacation down and do anything. We've
6: got uh, we've got some plans, uh day plans later in the week. Yeah. Cheryl took a couple of days off, so we've got some some, some plans for later in the week. That's I'm good. working tomorrow morning down the hall, and then I got a couple of nights here during the week. So Yeah, well. it's one of those things that I didn't realize was such
10: a
4: challenge before I had children was these winter weeks when they don't go to school. And you gotta find something to do during yeah. the day with the kids on Long Island when it's freezing. And then you do to say trampoline park or they do a little like uh
5: Riverhead Aquarium.
4: Yeah, you know, we, we Aquarium that is, place a, is nice. That, we go there that is a yeah. that is a Giannotti staple. Okay. Like that is we do that five, six times a year we bring in that aquarium.
6: We are going to the um Billy Joel um museum uh exhibit out in Stony Brook on a Wednesday billy morning Joel this museum, is big billy joel exhibit I, I i forgot what if it's the it's a, the long island music the long island music uh museum no, I don't know. out out east I'd stony brook to... so we're going it's a huge billy joel thing going on there right, so we're nice. going to go check that out check out the comfort station on the lie oh yeah Right. I think I have the, my headstone the there. The guest the, you do the welcome center. Yep. Yeah, you do have a, yeah. a I think brick. I stepped on it.
4: Yeah. Right. It's like a headstone. Yeah.
6: I'm surprised. I've seen it.
4: I, I thought there would be more in that that little thing when they built it. You
6: can get some coffee, you can go to the bathroom, but that's about it. I'm trying to understand why it was built in that spot because it's you're you're already like, you know, an hour into Long Island. That's you know, it's goggle. like like why why isn't that closer to the Queens Nassau border? <laughs> the property cost. Right. That's yeah. exactly why. Right. Because yeah, you s- you're all,
5: I mean, you're- that has to be state-owned land.
4: has to be. Well, yeah. You slap, or, you yeah. slap that thing right next to the Sacti coast It's a little bit cheaper than
6: if you're uh, up there in Nassau yeah. County
4: at exit 33. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's but it's a nice
6: place. You know, we've stopped there on the way out to like Tanger and things like that just to check it out. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. Grab a drink. Snack. Man, well, I, as I've said,
4: <laughs> as I've said many times, I am in awe of your <laughs> yeah. ability to enjoy things. Yeah. And I really am jealous of that. You know, like the fact that you, like, are like you know, let me stop at the Long Island Welcome Center. Or let me go yeah. up to Stony Brook to the Billy Joel Museum exhibit. Mm-hmm. Or let me get in my car and drive to MetLife Stadium and put myself through hell so my children can enjoy this situation. Like, it's really remarkable. And I'm not, I'm not being facetious at right. all. Like, your ability to enjoy these things... I am jealous of well, you.
5: Yeah, it's amazing because we are, we're all three of us are sort of Long Island guys. You and I are South Shore guys. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you consider yeah. yourself South Shore? Yeah. Nassau County, South Shore? Yeah. Yeah. Levittown area? Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah Originally little, from East Meadow. A
5: little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All
6: right. But anyway, but the you point keep being, for, You keep forgetting your grandmother lived around the corner from where I live now. That's exactly right on
5: Tangle Lane. Yes. But I will say... <clears throat> Nobody does Long Island like you do. Yeah.
4: (laughs) It's true. Nobody. Every nook and cranny, every event, Mm -hmm. festival, just thing that would show up on a library's
6: calendar, Peter Schwartz is at. Try to get around. You know, there's enough crap that you go through in life that you have to enjoy things when they come your way, you know? True, yes. Right. So even though yesterday did not go the way for my hockey team that I had wanted it to. It was still an enjoyable experience, and I would do it again. You know, you got a point. Yeah, They call it the loser point, but... You I know, don't care. You still got a point. You got a point, but, I, you know, when you had two in your back pocket with four minutes to go in the game... Don't touch the money. I wasn't touching the money. I, there were people around me that were touching oh, the yeah. money, and I'm not yep. like, this game is not over yet. You know, I just didn't Especially like... Especially
5: with the Rangers. The Rangers have all these comebacks this and, year. And you take stupid penalties. These and <laughs>
6: Yeah. Uh, so. what Tanger do you go to? The one in Deer Park or Riverhead? Well, we go to the one in Deer Park more frequently, but we do make it out to the Riverhead one just to get out of get out of dodge for a day, you know, get out there and, you know, walk around, go have some lunch. Find some bargains, get I some mean, sneakers.
5: So, when you say you have lunch, you go into like the the
6: food court there and have lunch? Not all the time. There's um down the down the block from there, there's you know, where Riverhead Raceway is. There's like yes. a whole bunch of restaurants down there. Nice. Like Panera, Places like that. Perfect. Um, yeah. yeah. That so, uh that tanger.
4: Sometimes they have bus full of people from Queens that come out. Oh, yeah. At, oh, it yeah. blows
6: my mind. Like fill up buses and send them out to Tanger, all from Queens. It's amazing. It is. There's a lot of lot of places to go out there.
4: All right, Peter. All right. It, so Let's get some sports. We are here. uh
6: sponsored by the Farmer's Dog, a fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. And we are also sponsored by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So, an incredible atmosphere at MetLife Stadium yesterday. A huge crowd, 79,690. Third largest crowd for an NHL outdoor game. And they watched the Rangers beat the Islanders 6-5 in overtime. Islanders had this one under control. A 4-1 lead in the second period. 5-3 late in the third. But Chris Crotter and Mika Zibanejad scoring power play goals that third period. The force overtime. Then Artemi Panarin scored the game winner 10 seconds. Into the extra session, head coach Peter Laviolette summing up the day.
5: My environment was awesome. I mean, it was a perfect night. Ice was great. Weather was great. Two teams played hard, and, you know, they had their moments. We had our moments. Goes to overtime, and, you know, obviously with a big goal for us by Panarin. But
6: um, it was an unbelievable night. He sounds
5: so excited. I, I, I will say that he had his moments, and his moments came with under five minutes to go in the game. Yes.
6: Pulling diss- the goalie and getting a two-man advantage. Five on three, basically. Yes. And then, but listen, at the same time, the Islanders had chances to get the puck out of the zone. They Again, did. They Clutterbuck did. missed an empty you know, Listen, that's tough from the other end of the ice, but that goes in, game is over. And they can't kill a penalty. That was like zone. one of his putts. <laughs> <They're rimmed out. laughs> <clears throat> the rangers wake at seven wins in a row they're now five and zero oh in outdoor games a big win for mika zibanejad who does not need an interpreter mike zibanejad and the rangers it's a game we've been looking forward to
9: um the atmosphere was incredible and, and um to win in that that uh in the in the way we did was was um uh, was incredible
6: so if we go back to the game-winning goal, Panarin took the puck away from Islanders defenseman Noah Dobson. Then there was a little bit of a scramble in front. The puck goes in off Dobson and Ilya Sorokin. Dobson knocked the net off. The play went to uh, instant replay, but the goal did count. Islanders head coach Patrick Wah on the ruling that the goal was good.
8: I don't try to, to, to make any judgment on the call on the ice. Obviously, I would prefer not trying a salser in the middle of the ice. Instead, I would prefer CRD skating. That's what we did pretty much all night long, and and, and we had some success.
6: Well, Dobson, who had a really good game up until that point, three assists, and made that mistake and said, this one hurt. Obviously, when you have a two or three goalie like we did, um, you got to find a way to, to get the two points and get the job done. And, um, yeah, we're we just going to be a lot better. I don't know if somebody was... Zipping up their pants or or (laughs) zipping up their equipment uh, bag there in the back. That was was, was was an equipment bag there in the back. Brock Nelson had a goal and an assist for the Islanders. And for the second time in franchise history, the Islanders will host the NHL All-Star Game in the weekend. The NHL announcing during the game yesterday that the 2026 All-Star festivities will take place at UBS Arena Uh, Now in its third season, NBA All-Star Game last night in Indianapolis, the East over the West, 211 to 186 The 211 points by the East. That's a new All-Star Game record. Now, after the game, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver set to announce the MVP and the, the crowd did not like the choice.
7: And this year's 2024 Kobe Bryant
6: MVP trophy goes to Damian Lillard. So somebody cheered, and then the rest of it was all booze. Lillard scored thirty nine points. Lillard,
5: I guess they all wanted to go to Tyrese Halliburton, right?
6: yes, because he had a big game as well. Yes. But uh, so Damian Lillard gets it with thirty nine points, and he set a new, or helped the East set the new record with two hundred and eleven points. Once we
10: came out in the third, we made a lot of shots, and it was like, "What's the record?" You know, everybody was asking what the record was. We found out, and then we went after it,
6: and they got it. Jalen Brunson of the Knicks had twelve points off the bench. For the East. College basketball, we've been talking about this a lot all morning. An explosion by Rick Patino after St. John's lost to Seton Hall 68 62 at UBS Arena. Now, Patino, who came to St. John's with all kinds of pomp and circumstance, was all excited about turning around the St. John's program, but he is not having a good time coaching this team. I think
8: I've enjoyed, even, even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being the Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we. Lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. <laughs> oh, wow.
6: So, Jesus. <laughs> the, the players. These kids suck. Yeah, basically. I how mean, does he look those players in the eyes at practice today? I'm uh, saying
4: that. This is what I was asking before. I don't know how in tune the team is oh, to everything are. that he no, said.
5: No, they are because of social media. Believe yeah. me. Yeah. Believe me every single one of those players got a tweet or a post yeah. that um,
4: that have all those comments directed right at I'll, them. I'll tell you, he looks him in the eye. He's been doing this for 100 years. He's always been the man in, in standing in front of the team, and he's probably never done something that intense We're saying he's basically the most miserable season of his life and this team is unathletic. Uh, this is a bit extreme, but he's going
6: to run practice like he would normally run right, practice. But, he, but, you know, again, like he's... He comes off very small here because he's the one who got rid of all the players last year and went to the I transfer agree. portal. And br- he these are his guys to that he brought it's in. He kind
5: of kind of looks like Colorado football.
6: <laughs> <laughs> same thing. It's kind of <laughs> getting thing? off.
4: Yeah, it's a little bit. It is. It is similar.
5: Um, but if, if you're going to if we're going to sit there and criticize Dion for what he did and how he did it,
4: and then you know Rick Petino's right in the middle of that. No, he is, and he was. Losing, I guess, with dignity up until yesterday, and uh, that was a bad. One. I think it's tougher to look St. John's brass in the eye, like those who paid you, those who believed in you, right. those who gave you everything you wanted and but, needed. But by the way, it's a Catholic school.
5: Well, yeah, but it's still, I mean, wouldn't you like? Wouldn't that be a part of the whole? thing like you go to school
6: there you... yeah but he's, he's also he's also talking about the facilities i'm like did he expect everything to change in in one year and he wants to play all the games in the garden and they're going to play more he's got games all over the place but I he's... Thought he
5: said he wanted to play yukon in uh and do you think
6: that they're going to let him get away with that like they can sell twenty thousand seats at madison square garden even though they're going to be mostly yukon fans they're going to let him put that game? Well, I don't know. I it don't it's... think the Big East will let them
5: put that game. I in. mean, we've been up all over the place in regards to this. I mean, with new facilities at St. John's, are we playing UConn at Karnaseka? Are we playing at UBS? Are we playing at uh, MSG? What, what are we doing? Or do they build a new on-campus facility? Or just play UBS, man. UBS is a beautiful building. It is. And as I would think, I don't know this for a fact, I would think it would be cheaper to play there
6: yeah, than the to play at the Garden. And what they can do at UBS that they really can't do at the Garden is they drape off. If, they, if the game is not a huge crowd, they can drape off the top and just make it look like it's a lower bowl. Yeah, which, which they which they've done for which some of that. Fine, whatever. Yeah.
5: So it's just it's, make a decision. But I know the Garden like this. This Garden has
6: the basketball mecca for what. I mean, it hasn't helped them out. Well, they, they seem to think St. John's has always had this opinion that, oh, th- that they don't have an on- a big on-campus arena because, oh, we got Madison Square Garden. People want to play in the garden. I don't think it's a big deal to these it's kids, kids anymore. anymore.
5: Well, maybe they get the Manhattanites and the Brooklynites more
4: apt to come to those games. But as far as recruiting goes, it doesn't matter. Especially this day and age,
6: There's especially when you got a new arena, you know how 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 far do you think you'd be a Serena? By, by the way, you know you want minutes? to talk about
5: one of the storied basketball programs in this country is Duke. What what does their building look like, and how many people does it hold? Ten thousand, right? If that much. Yep, been around so, for a very long time. Cameron Indoor.
6: Uh, right. Rutgers lost to Minnesota, eighty-one seventy, and the Mets today have agreed the terms on a minor league deal with Luke Voigt, <gasps> so oh. he's back in oh. the system oh, right. for it. No, hey, yeah, yeah. You, know,
4: you know what that is? That's backup for Pete Alonso when we trade him. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this question's for Peter and Peter only. Okay, uh, Peter, who won the uh, Genesis yesterday at a Riviera? The PGA Tour event. Not a clue. Come on, Peter. You gotta give that. That's something Jerry would give. That's a big thing.
6: It's a big thing. It is. Yes. I mean, it's this it's was Tiger golf. I got to play to the audience. So. You know
5: what it is? It's it's Tiger Woods' golf tournament. Yes. But he he's out. The, he, he left in right. the middle of it. He didn't right. even hand the trophy over.
4: That is that is it's correct. A,
5: it's a budding controversy in uh, within the PGA tour. And not
4: only that, Hideki Matsuyama, who won, had an incredible final round. I think he was one stroke shy of the course record, and that was a, it was a story. There's a, a lot
5: a lot of these like one like you know, these course record type rounds and I'm like, What why? Are they setting up the courses to the point where, you know, maybe they want these low scores? It's like watching the NBA All Star game.
4: Could be. These also these guys are just really good too, and the equipment's getting ridiculous. That has something to do with it too. But I don't know. They could. I mean, that could have something to do with it. I don't know that it, do golf fans love lower scores, though. I don't. I, don't I, I, I like watching a golf where you know three to four under, like the U.S. Open wins it. Yeah. Did you see, by the way, how CBS Sports Network had graphics and video all mm-hmm. ready to go for this? Yes. Yeah. yeah they see, nice. See, they're on top of it. Don't. I but dropped they, the ball they, on that. Clearly, they
5: even had the Boomer and Geo logo in the fescue. In the fescue. Yeah.
6: That's how on top of it they are. Yeah, I pay attention to the majors. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay. it's a, it's I a know that Daytona 500 this also got the, ringed the, out yesterday.
5: And by the way, this is elevated. This is this, an elevated this, one. This one has been elevated by the PGA Tours. So I'm not
6: taking any of the blame on this. Yes, Matsuyama
5: <laughs> is going to get a $4 million paycheck. And by the way, the the Great American Race takes
6: place today at 4 o'clock. Yes, yes, they got ringed out yesterday. Yeah, That's, that that's
4: another big story. Yeah. I want to get into the Daytona 500 every year it comes around. I'm like, I'm going to watch this and get into it, and I never do. You
6: never do? Never do. Oh, Ever I'll been leave. to a NASCAR race? I have not. I have been to a NASCAR race. Of course race. you have. Of, course, yes. you have, yes. so At of Pocono. course you have. At Pocono. That's yeah, not, not really the- a
5: race. That, that's, that's more of like a road race.
6: It's the tricky triangle. Yes. Uh, who's got the pole today? That I don't know. Joey Logano is the answer. Joey. There you go. See? All right. It's all
4: right. It's okay. Now you know each peter, day you, know, you come in here my, with us we okay. are a sports show i yeah.
6: understand that but you know my brain was basically on metlife stadium yesterday and <laughs> a little bit on the all-star game last night so i understand we'll see you next hour okay yeah we're gonna wrap this why, up, why you bring, up
5: uh, bring in something about peter alonso's contract or something it seems like to be <laughs> a make it up thing yeah
4: I know. it just makes something i
5: mean up, do people yeah. understand i just 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 yeah in regards to this do people understand
4: who Peter Alonso's agent is? Yeah, Scott Boris. And what does Scott Boris always do? He has the player play out the final the year and then he hits free agency and gets every team involved and then takes every last dollar. So it doesn't matter what the Mets do unless they give him a uh a gargantuan contract and turned down. Even then. They're gonna say, okay, if the Mets so, are willing to offer that, someone else will. So It'll why that?
5: why they why people are even discussing it does not make any sense.
4: Maybe you can come play first base for the Yankees. Oh, jeez. Don't start that. Come on. Uh, all right, Peter, we'll see you next hour, huh? Yep, moment it's, of the day. Uh, bo- moment of the day, which will somehow involve you. Boomer and Gio coming to you live the Built Ford Tubs studio. <laughs> all right, Boomer and Gio on the fan at CBS Sports Network. It did not come across uh, Peter Schwartz's plate over the weekend, but there was some controversy in this Genesis involving Tiger Woods and also Jordan Spieth, who got... Kicked out of the tournament for an incorrect scorecard as he put down a bogey instead of a par, and they just kicked him right out of the thing as per the rules. Uh, so what's amazing is that they he gave himself a worse
5: score and they kicked him. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. It's usually the other way around. You think you'd give yourself a birdie? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and they still right out of there. So, yeah, well, you know, I think the PGA should have a made scoring system. I, I think that they should amend that and not require the players to keep score. Just let the but the networks and the PGA Tour keep the score,
2: right? I mean, and it's, so
5: crap like this doesn't happen. Exactly. And he was one in of cont- your
4: best players. He's one of your best players, one of the most recognizable, and he was in contention. Uh, just very silly. But those are the rules, and he he broke that rule, and now he is uh, he was out. But so Tiger Woods, a few holes into his second round, it ends up stopping play. And he, and he, nobody knows what's going on. He like walks over to this ambulance that's there. And then like he was about to get in the ambulance. He doesn't get in the ambulance. And remember the day before when he had that shank shot on Thursday, he talked about how his back had seized up. So everybody's like, oh no, here comes his back again. We're not going to see him forever. And then he comes out and says that he had, didn't say the flu. He comes out and says, I was, I have been diagnosed with influenza. is what he said. He ended up leaving and going home because of it. Now, People who don't like Tiger and thought this this was bullcrap because he wasn't playing all that well and might not have made the cut. And he just, it's his tournament, and he debuted his new clothing line out there this Sunday Red for the first time ever. So they're thinking that he's just full of it, got out there in front of everybody, put on his, his new stuff so he could promote it, came up with this illness because he wasn't playing well and didn't want to miss the cut, and made this whole thing up. I don't believe he would do that. I I think that is a conspiracy theory that goes too far. I think he probably was sick. If anything, he was... Something did happen to his back that he didn't want to say and he made up the flu thing. But I don't think that he just... Quit because he was not going to make the cut, and he just used the tournament to get his clothing line out there. I mean, he's no. Tiger Woods—he can promote it all sorts of ways.
5: Right. The, the the whole amazing thing for me was the fact that there an ambulance did show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes me think that you know he may have gotten really sick, high fever, that kind of thing. Sure. And maybe they just gave him a bag of fluid or something like that, and it calmed everything down. Took some time, all the fever went down. And he was okay. He, who knows? He could have had 102 fever. Could have, yeah. But I, I don't buy into the conspiracy theory. I, but I do think that there was, and even the, the guys that he played with, it wasn't Patrick Cantley who said, yes, there was something off about him. Mm-hmm. And usually like when your I are sick or when Jerry's always sick, we know when that happens
4: Yes, you could tell right away like some something's off that you can hear it in the voice you could see it in the eyes you
5: see it in the guy the way the guy's performance
4: right sure I so. mean
5: we know so every time that Jerry comes in here and he's sick we, we know we kind of know right at that moment
4: yeah it's usually the congestion in the voice you know and then you look at him sometimes his eyes, Become a little like they're puffy in a way, and they're not completely open. Exactly, and you're like, oh man, here we go again. Here we again. go again. Here we go again with another illness. CeeLo. <laughs> <laughs> that's our boy.
7: There yes. he is.
4: Yep, that's yes. when he was in COVID cottage. <laughs> That poor guy. Yep, uh, he was a. <laughs> 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 I
7: think
5: this is like he hit himself in the face. With that. <laughs>
4: that's some severe throat clearing right there that is some expert top level throat clearing we've all been there no of course 100 percent, all the time yes (laughs) we we all know oh my goodness well we'll see jerry back here uh tomorrow be good to see him
3: uh let's go to steve in west virginia what's going on steve well hi uh it's nice of you to take my call the first time i've uh Ever called you? All right, nice, Steve. Question. What's all right? So
5: what's it? happening?
3: Okay, not much. I had a question for you, though. Yeah, I've never heard anybody answer this at all, and never discussed it during all the time that the uh, tournament was on, and in, in the couple weeks after when it was a big story. The uh, young man from Alabama that won the uh, PGA Tour tournament, Nick Dunlap. Yes, had he, yeah. Had he been a pro, he would have won about a million and a half bucks. But because he wasn't, of course, he didn't get any of the money.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, I guess maybe it's the fact that you get older and you start fixating on these kind of things. But I've wondered, and I've never heard anybody say, how did his caddy get paid?
5: Uh, you know, I'm sure his paddy did get pa- uh, caddy did get paid. I guarantee you he well,
3: did. Well, I'm, I'm sure, too, but I wonder by who and how.
5: Well, I, I would think probably by the PGA Tour. That, that's well, what that's I would what think. I wondered.
3: I, want, I wondered if the tour had, like, the... For black of a better word, a slush fund that would pay caddies in that situation, or if he had a family member that was caddying, I never heard him say. You know,
5: that's that Steve. That is a uh, it's a very it's interesting edgy question. question. But I, I would I would think that the PGA Tour would end up you know making it right. That's, you know how that's much
4: Hideki Matsuyama's caddy made yesterday. 400000 well, dollars. Yeah, four hundred thousand. Made about
3: four hundred yeah, yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right, Steve. Four hundred thousand. Well, good for him.
5: He's, uh, he's got to do all the carrying. He's got to read the no, putts. No, no. He's got to you know keep the guy in line. But I'm that's...
4: not, I'm not besmirching his right, okay. winnings. What I'm saying is that what we're talking about is if that caddy did not get paid because Nick Dunlap was an amateur. I mean, that's that's as much of a crime as the kid not getting paid.
5: And by the way, Nick Dunlap did turn pro.
4: Yes, he did. Right he did. after that, yeah. So, so and, and yeah, you know, so he had just so him. he could miss in time to miss the cut on this event. <laughs> yeah, well,
5: what you also had to tell his Alabama teammates: Look, I got a chance of a lifetime. I just won a tournament. They're going
4: to allow me to go pro. I got to go pro. Yep, that is true. Uh, Wally in Huntington, what's going on, Wally?
3: Gentlemen, how are you? Good, Wally. What's up? All right, I'm just going to talk about St. John's and the reason that they have a smaller capacity for basketball games. Years ago, when I was being recruited, they told me. But the reason the the uh, occupancy was six thousand, because they didn't want to go big time. And what does big time mean? Well, first of all, they were afraid of, of betting. Tony Jackson years ago was offered abroad, never took it, but never reported it, and was blackballed. And, then, and we had a we had a meet with FBI agents beginning of the each season. We can't who you who you um, you sell your comps to. Don't talk to people. Uh, if anybody asks you how so and so was feeling, don't say anything. I mean, it was, it was always, they were very paranoid <clears throat> about going ahead and going big time.
5: Hey, 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 Wally, by the way, they used to tell us that at the University of Maryland, and they told the same story uh, in the NFL when I got there as well. Don't talk to the good time Charlies, is how they. Uh <laughs> described it. These are the guys that are looking for the inside information, who's hurt, who's not hurt, who's playing, how significant is that injury, that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, that's right. Those guys were milling around back. They're that everywhere. Day.
5: They're around every program. Right.
4: Yep. Ah!
3: Alright, Burringo
4: Cody alive for the Built Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports
5: Network. You know it's amazing reading all these different uh, football stories about Patrick Mahomes and his greatness, which I knew day one was going to be the case. <laughs> you know I well, you are were you with you were No, weren't I, was, me, I was I was not I was not. Al knows this. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
5: now all these stories coming about all these coaches. Oh, I know he wasn't going to. Was, he was a can't miss player. You know, we had him on well, our who, board. Who said this? Now, well, now I'm reading about the Saints. But you know, most most people, if you go back to that draft, like Shannon Sharp and those guys, why are they taking him? You know, he's too loose. He's not that good. I mean, loose. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, like if you met the kid, you knew um, the me, The moment I met him, and his mom was here too. By the way. And she was very nice, and he was not in here promoting anything.
4: We don't see his mom around as much anymore, you know. No, she's
5: there if she don't want because she wants to be in the background. Behind she the doesn't scenes. want to be
4: in the front of the
5: camera like Brittany does, and Jackson, and Jackson, and and all these other people around Patrick. And I was Lincoln, glad to see, you, it, you know, and I was glad to see that he and his wife did go to visit the Children's Hospital out there in Kansas yep. City and the victims that had been shot, and it really helped those kids, wow, Patrick Mahomes is in my hospital room. Absolutely. So I was glad to see that, that that happened, and I think the families posted a lot of the pictures. I don't I don't think, unless Brittany and, and uh, Patrick, you know, liked them or whatever, but they weren't there for that reason. They were there, I believe, they were there for the right no, reasons. No, 100%. And yes. for the woman who passed away and got shot and killed, you know, Taylor Swift gave $100,000 to her. Saw so that, uh, yes. Uh, you know, I think Family. Travis Kelsey gave uh, $100,000 to the the victims, the entire mm-hmm. victim group. I mean, so there's there's a lot of support in that Kansas City community. And once again, here we have teenagers having guns in their hands. And yeah. just like we have here in, in you know the same week. And Monday, a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old pulls a gun out of his pants and he shoots somebody. And I'm like, you know, it's not the gun. It's the human being. It's the freaking human being. And how are they getting them?
4: Man, this is like Boomer's greatest hits here in the first couple of minutes at 9 a.m. What <laughs> about yeah. that illegal man downfield? That's true, man. Light.
5: But, <laughs> but was just, what I was saying is about Patrick Mahomes. I was just saying that yes, I know it's like, there's a lot to tie there. into. He went way off track there. I, yeah, well, I'm sorry, man. It's I just okay. can't help. We're bring, i just bringing you back. I just cannot, I ca- I cannot believe in my wildest dreams that a 15 year old is going to have a gun and pull it out at a parade yeah. or in a
4: subway car. I understand. Yes, and uh, as we talked about that morning after, uh, we got all our uh, thoughts out on that. It is a shame, and it's not. Yeah, it's not just there in Kansas City. Obviously, it's, it's everywhere. Here. It's everywhere, it's Chicago. It's it's the lot. It's just it's everywhere. Unfortunately, uh, okay. Uh, we have uh, a lot of people want to talk about a lot of different things here. So let's get to it at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. And by the way, CeeLo was in here. I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, CeeLo, Chris Lopresti is co-hosting. BT and Sal today with Brandon Tierney. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I heard him after the game, um, the Ranger game last night.
9: Oh, he, he was, was on there he, too. He was, he was
5: on at 6 o'clock last wow, night. Wow. You want to talk about grinding. And you want zero. and you want to
4: talk about being on at the right time as a Ranger fan. He was on today. at the right time as a Ranger fan. And, and this morning as well. Yes. Uh, so, hopefully, uh, BT lets him get in a couple Ranger thoughts there because I can see BT swatting him away with a couple Ranger thoughts. Come on, no, 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 kid. We're going to. Loser! Let's get back here we to baseball offseason. Let's get back here to baseball. We're not talking about those guys. Let's talk about skates. Pete Alonso's contract. <laughs> 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 okay. Right. Let's go to uh, Jacqueline in Garden City. What's going on, Jacqueline? Let's
12: go. Good morning, Boomerangia. Good morning, Jacqueline. Good morning. I'm a first-time caller. Me, my mom, my sister, we're really big fans. Shout out to Lauren in Georgia. Look at that. Um, And then separately, I ran Boomer for your charity a couple years ago, the New York City Marathon. Oh,
5: well, thank you very much.
12: Yeah, it was great. Um, But two things we want to talk about. First, we were watching um, Sunday Today with Willie Geist yesterday, Boomer, and actually this accomplished woman just she paralyzed, but she just passed away. And they showed a picture of you and her years ago when you were a jet. Really? Yeah. You were hugging her.
4: Oh, wow. On CBS Sunday morning? Or this was uh, NBC?
12: It was NBC with Willie Geist.
4: Oh, with Willie Geist. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah, we're trying to find great. out who that was.
12: Her, I think her name is Brooke Ellison. Okay. She's very accomplished.
4: All right. Very she was good. hit
12: by a car years ago out in Stony Brook.
4: Wow. Well, yeah, it sounds like a spot where Boomer during his playing career, Stony Brook. That sounds like something you'd go and, and visit her. Uh, so yeah, I'll tell you, I'll try to find that online somewhere.
12: Yeah, it's a great picture. And then separately, Geo, have you seen Dua Lipa the skit where she was on with Seth Meyers the day drinking skit?
4: Um, one hundred percent. I saw it. I have. There's a very specific moment in that skit that made me love her even more than I already did. And she does get what two. What was the moment? All right, so you know when they line up all the clear liquids in front of them yes. and, and the bid is to, to, you have to take a shot of each one till you get to the water. So sometimes yes. it's the first one, you're good, but sometimes like the seventh one, now you take like six shots of like vodka and gin and tequila and everything else. So she says, when all those, those things are lined up in front of her, she says, what if I just bang my fist on the bar to see which one is the most viscous? And I said, God. Yeah. They're viscous. Just, what I mean, what she's other, talking about viscosity. What other woman in pop music is talking about viscosity <laughs> right. other than Dua Lipa? So yes. But she got very, very drunk and apparently yeah. she she fell asleep in the bathroom there and they had to <laughs> they had to take her out of there. Yeah. Oh, you're a type yeah, of girl. And, and a
12: wheelchair. <laughs> did you see the follow up when she go, went on Seth Meyers like a month later?
4: I did not see the follow up. I do have to see that. Oh,
12: you gotta see that. She talks about what happened. She basically said it was so funny. They came back and like they went back to do it needs five minutes and then they came back later, do it needs five minutes more, and then they came back later and saying Dua has left the building. <laughs> so basically they wheeled her out and it wow. was so funny because then they drank more and they got matching tattoos together. Oh
4: my goodness. That's all. that is a I'm jealous of Seth Meyer's situation I there, Jacqueline. Tattoos, I'm very yeah. jealous. Yes, uh but uh, yeah, I did see that that first one. That was uh that was intense. Uh, so, yeah, I did find that, yeah, Brooke Ellison is the name of, of that person. I'm going to try to find I that. I texted
3: you guys the
10: photo. Oh, okay. Oh,
3: you did? Boomer's okay. looking
10: studly. I mean, this really? is like testosterone
3: oh, boomer
4: wow, right Oh, wow, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, uh, this is this is the photo from oh, the actual yes. TV show. Yeah, you, wow. I mean, you are looking studly. I mean, I can't disagree. I wanted to disagree. You know, I,
5: I have to agree with you guys. Damn. Oh, guns are out. Guns are out, sun's
4: out. Yeah, disability right. Guns out, guns out. Uh, Brooke Ellison. Look at the smile you put on her face, booms. My goodness. Yes. I mean it does. <laughs> wow. How long ago
5: is that? 93, 94, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had to be, right? Yeah.
4: Yep. That's a that's a that is a that is a great picture. That's like peak boomer right there. Like doing good the good deed with your guns out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> Uh, let's go to John, who's in Philly. What's going on, John?
3: Yeah, hi. I have a question for Boomer. Yeah, yeah, what do you want, well, John? What do you want? Are you, are you a Flyer I fan? You're a great analyst. You look like the All American boy, but I can't understand. Yeah, why your dislike for the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh,
5: from 1971 to 1981, what were they known as? Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, I would just call them ass faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they didn't want to play hockey. You know, they they almost started World War Three with the Russians for God's sake. And they beat the Russians. I know That's they the did because the Russians hero, didn't play that
3: type uh, of hockey. At that, that, that time,
5: that was hockey. Well, you know, yeah, well, yeah, but you, you guys took it to like a, the nth degree. As a matter of fact, you know, I couldn't stand Dave Schultz for my entire life, and then of course my previous partner Craig Carton, you know, wanted to go with the detente. And he surprised me with a dinner with Dave Schultz. And the problem with that, John, is that I had so much hate for, for Dave Schultz as I sat down and I listened to him talk and pontificate about those days. I became more and more, uh, I liked him. Yeah, you know? and And I hated that dinner because I've always hated that guy. But after I left, I was like, use every other hockey player just like the same guys. Just a really nice, down-to-earth person away
4: from the ice. But, John, there's got to be a team that you dislike, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so why can't Boomer dislike a team?
3: Well, but, I mean, Boomer carries it on every time he brings up something with hockey. I'll Mm. always refer to... Just so it isn't them a-holes to fill up your flyers. <laughs> well, it's but it's true.
5: I mean, you know you know it's true. The Islander fan knows it's true. The Devil fan knows it's true. The, the Penguin fans, fan. The Penguin fan. Yeah. We all know it's true. So it's, you just be accepting of it. Yeah. And by the way,
4: look, I love your
5: coach, John Tortorella, now.
4: And that's the way it should be. I mean, the the fact that there's passion in the fan bases, dislike one another, and and you're still uh, having seen so much hockey in your lifetime, still have that disdain for that organization. Oh, <laughs> ha ha ha! Yeah. Philly
5: suck. I can't stand right. that organization. It's the way it should be, and, man. And one of my one of my really, I want to say good friend, but he's somebody who I admire quite a lot is running that team now. And that and, and it pains me to. I can't text him anymore i don't want to text keith jones no oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't want to text him anymore i don't want to write him I, I just i don't even want anything to do with him anymore yeah and i had so much respect for him as a broadcaster he was so even keel as a broadcaster
4: he was on the angelo cataldi morning show there for a long time too at yeah. wip yeah you know and i and, and i got to know him and god i'm like God. I heard can't. he was very gassy that was the knock on him in that studio. He was gassy? Yeah, anybody I knew that where, where I could check with Spike on this, but I heard he was always, like, pumping out <laughs> farts in that studio.
5: No wonder why he's running the Flyers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's on brand for him. It's on brand. I do remember when he got that job, I sat here and watched you send him a text saying that I'm, I can no longer speak with you. Good luck. And when you don't have that job any longer, then we'll talk. Then we'll be friends again. I remember that happening. Yes. Uh, let's go to Rich in Rockville Center. What's going on, Rich? Good
11: morning, gentlemen. Uh been a thirty year season ticket holder to St. John's basketball. And yesterday was obviously one of the most frustrating losses I've experienced in, in the last thirty years. Um I can't knock the coach. I, I wasn't crazy about some of his comments, but I gotta believe in the guy and I think he'll Oh, well, you could well, like
4: here, but Rich, like I, I'm I'm with you and you gotta believe in the guy. But, I mean, we, you can have both things happen. You could be upset with the comments and think that he went too far and still believe in them because that, that's where I'm at. You know, I, I feel like he he really took it to a level he didn't need to take it, but I still don't want anybody else coaching this team going forward and next year and the year after that. And hopefully he does what he came here to do, which is to bring them back to relevance. But obviously it's not happening this year.
11: I didn't appreciate him simply, uh Conway. I think uh... – you know, there's a lot of plays that he could take the blame, but you know, Conway may be one of them. But I didn't particularly like him signaling him out. But I do want to talk about where they should be playing their games, because Boomer mentioned they should play the games at UBS. So I've been to probably every game this year. I even go to away games, and uh, the three games at UBS were really very dead. I mean, it's, it's for some whatever reason, they get no students at UBS. The Providence game, the Marquette game, and the Yukon game at the Garden, the crowd was electric. It was like the old days. I loved every minute of it. There's something about UBS. <clears throat> it's dead there. The, the the loudest fans there yesterday seemed like the thousand or so Seton Hall people that showed up. It just, the, the, there couldn't have been 25 students there yesterday. And you need a strong student section to get the crowd into it and, and to get people. I, I don't know. It's just, it's very frustrating. I have St. John's enrollment. It's like twice the size of Providence and Seton Hall. In fact, it's three times the enrollment of Seton Hall and Providence, yet they just can't get students interested. Well, how
5: much How much of St. John's is a commuter school? You know, that's that's the thing. How many kids live on campus? You know, Maryland, I think we have about 20,000 kids on campus, so it's like a built-in, yeah. you know, it's built-in for them but to but go boom, right or, there. It's right on campus. But boom, Seton Hall and Providence don't
11: play games at, at, at school. They play in arenas off campus.
5: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, listen, that's I wish hard. I wish they all could be like Cameron Indoor. Don't you? Yeah,
11: but they're not going to build a ten thousand seat arena on, on the campus. I mean, look, we're going to play at, at the Garden. I think this. I, I think it's the way to go. But we just
5: got to get. We, we just got to get better players. You just got to get a turnaround. You got to got to spend more money in the transfer portal. I mean, uh, yeah. The, yeah, you, you also could become a UConn fan. You know, they are the number one oh, team oh, in come, the country. Oh,
4: come, come on, what's up? You know. That that is not an option, Danny Hurley. Come on, they're number one. Know, they're, they're number one in the country. You know that is not an option. You can respect them. You could say hats off. You guys are, are killing it. National champions, number one in the country. I mean, you you cannot
5: jump off. You that know what's ship? amazing in this in this day and age? Yeah. With
4: what's going on in college
5: basketball, college football? We have talked about it a million times. Mm-hmm. How is UConn in stores, Connecticut, the number one team in the country? They got a great coach. That's right.
4: And the players you know, seem to want to play for him. And-, and Jim Calhoun made that program into what it was with the rich history and the championships he won. And you get another great coach in there. Now you couple that with the history and the level of excellence and great leadership there. Then this is what you got. And they they, they should be known as the basketball capital of the world when you think about their women's
5: success and their men's success.
4: Absolutely. Can't say enough good things about UConn basketball. Let's go to Joe in Pauling, New York. What's going on, Joe?
10: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Joe. What's up? Not much. I got a uh, quick story for you guys. So my son, he's one and a half years old, um, but he's like an old man. He only watches two shows on TV, no cartoons, none of that. Uh, The Andy Griffith Show, (laughs) and then you guys in the morning.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great.
10: He runs out to the living room and he goes, (laughs)
2: Booma,
4: Booma! Boomer. <laughs> that is great, man. I uh, hopefully that works out for him as he gets older, and he's got a great sense of humor because of these shows that he's watching. But uh, I'm glad you shared that. It is funny how I, I hear a lot of that with like young kids that that somehow get fascinated with us because the parents watch it and they like yeah. get fixated on. Just two grown men sitting here talking to one another about stuff they don't understand. I don't know why. Maybe they do understand. Maybe we're not giving them enough credit. Maybe, yeah, that is true. That is true. You know what? Maybe they completely get everything that we're talking about. From taxes to (laughs) to shootings, (laughs) to to porn, to toilets. Everything that we touch on. Pete Alonzo's contract. Pete Alonzo's contract. Jesus. The is going to events.
5: Yeah. All that stuff. You think the Yankees, uh, you know, pitching rotations, number one in the, in the league? Oh my gosh.
4: All right. It is Boomerang Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Speaking of Peter Schwartz, we'll come back in here. Another update and moment of the day. G.O. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We do have Peter Schwartz back. Got a lot of interesting phone calls today. Some very uh, heartwarming phone calls. Some very odd phone calls. Questions I never even thought about in my life. And now we've got a uh, specific caller just for Peter Schwartz. Really? We got a call just for Peter Schwartz. uh, And that is Vincent Comack. All right, Vince, Peter is sitting in here. What do you got
2: for him? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I don't know if you remember me. I, I called you during the pandemic. I'm the 67-year-old bodybuilder who's got that Nautilus machine in my house that Boomer used in high school. But uh, I wanted to ask people. I used it for the Cincinnati
5: Bengals, too, by the way. Riverhead yeah,
2: uh, Riverhead. There's a place called Jenny's I love. Small place. Uh, Very, very few tables, but the breakfasts are excellent. Okay, I just wanted to recommend it to him or find out if he's ever been there.
6: I have never been there, Vince, but uh, it is duly noted. It could get into the rotation. We'll see. So, Jenny's. Okay, so now you also got to think
5: about Paxabag Golf Club. Uh, which is in between Bridgehampton and East Hampton. Yeah, that's, that's great that's way bre- out there, but serve great breakfast. It's right on twenty seven A, right on Montauk Highway. Yeah, that's way great out. there. Great breakfast. That's yeah, he says
4: he's just talking when he goes to Tanger for his deals. Oh, yeah, oh. at the the Nike outlet. I would <laughs> suggest if you go out that way.
5: I would suggest. Oh, I got to think of the name of it now.
6: Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Why don't you do your update, and I'll figure it out. (laughs) Quickly, a Joel in Woodbury, actually. I want to go to Joel before Peter's update. What's going on, Joel?
2: Hey, Boomer. What? Boomer, it's Joel. Oh, hey, Joel. How are you, man? Good. I've been been hearing about this bathroom in Acrochews in Acapulco, and we were together, and I never knew... Oh, Joel, that Joel. Yes, I do remember this guy. Yes, so we were in the bath. I thought you were just a diva that day, man. I thought you were just trying on clothes. I had no clue that you had to go to the bathroom. I mean, and you know, it's funny because I you know, I look back at my, my my honeymoon pictures and all I got pictures of you and me. I don't have pictures of me and my ex-wife. Now. <laughs> we're no longer married, but you know, I, I I kept hearing this on the radio, and I said I got to call in. All right, I, hold I on. So, to Barry, explain to us what's all going right, on. Here. So, in ni- it was nineteen eighty-five, Joel. 1985. You and Frank
5: coming coming to me London, and Frank Reich went down the there. Pool, the
2: pool club and you. He was with Linda. You with Cheryl, right? And um, I, I told you, I knew exactly who you were. And we spent the entire uh, ten days together. Yes, we, yes, we, we did. We, We we went cliff diving together. Hold on. You never
4: met Joel until this vacation. Never
2: met Joel until this vacation. And you guys just hit it off.
5: And all I remember is getting really sick because we were staying at the same resort. It was that pink Jeep resort. What was the name of that place?
2: It was, uh, oh, my God. We had pink Jeeps. We used to have to give chiclets to the kids sitting in the car.
5: Yes, yes, yes. We had to give chiclets to the kids because they were sitting by the car. They wanted something from us. We
2: played golf at, at the princess. Uh, It it was unbelievable, yes. I mean, this is like...
7: How
2: you been, bro? (laughs) I'm good, bro.
5: I'm I'm good, bro. But yes, when I went into Aka Joes, I I had, you know, Montezuma's
2: revenge. You know, that's what I had. Which I never knew. We were together. I thought I was complaining to Debbie. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Let's get out of the store, I man. We spent enough money. And I had no idea until I heard it on the radio that you think you were pooping the hole.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, yes. Well, wow. Joel, it's, uh, after all of these years, it's great to talk to you again because I do remember that. Unfortunately, as the pooping part of it was bad, but the rest of it was great. We had and a great, we had a great time. Yes, it was.
4: We had a great time. Thirty-nine years later, yes. you guys are speaking for the first time after that. I mean, it sounds like you could write a book, my honeymoon with Boomer.
2: <laughs> I was, I was at the Giant Game. He, he invited me to the Giant Game. That was his first win as a starter. Yes, uh, I walked through the middle of the field, getting into his white Corvette. Uh, we had dinner with. Uh, Uh, Your center, who ate like $400 worth of food. Dave (laughs) Remington?
4: Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he went to McDonald's and ate $30 worth of food. That's when $30 worth of food was a lot. And then we went and he was eating off his wife's plate, man. It was (laughs) unbelievable. And then we went to that bar and uh, it got a little, little crazy there. Um, I became the third-string quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) All
4: right, Joel, so I have to ask you, because obviously Boomer liked you a lot, enough to hang out with you for 10 days straight and golf and everything else, invite you to games. How did this friendship sort of fall apart?
2: Well, when we had kids, um, he had moved back to New York. We actually saw each other at Modell's when he was signing autographs. I brought my kid. Uh, Gunner was sick. We just met, you know, just things happen. You know, life happens. Just yeah.
4: Life, life goes in different directions. Can we have a rekindling now, Joel? I mean, can you guys, I, a,
2: I just love watching him every morning, man. It's like, I, you know, I know this guy and he's, he's an old friend and, uh, you know, we haven't spent any time together. He has met my friend, a few of my friends over the years. Um, and, and they've mentioned my name to him. I know that Boomer has acknowledged that and just, He's a great guy, but when I hear the poop story every time, I'm like, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, had no I had no freaking clue, and I'm talking talking to my ex wife. Like, what the hell is wrong with him? Can we get the hell out of this store? Let's get out of downtown Alcapulco. This place is crazy. And I thought he was, I
5: thought he was buying clothes. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. I spent clothes. a lot of time in the bathroom. Well, Joel, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. It's always great to talk to you, my friend. Okay, Boomer, thanks. Man. All right, see you, bud. All right, very see good. Bye. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of his friends come up to me over the years and say, <laughs> did you go on? Well, you weren't. I said, well, he was there, and then we got there, and that's how you meet. Kind of like how you met Randy Moss. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Think, of, think of, I'm his Randy Moss. 100%. No, because
4: Randy Moss had no recollection. No recollection. Oh, that's right, he had no recollection. But wow. And I only spent like 10 minutes with Randy. You spent 10 days with Joel. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that was tremendous.
6: I think that trumps anything that I had so for the moment I, of the day. I just so, remembered, I just
4: remembered, so, I just remembered, yep. I just
5: remembered yep. it was the princess was, mm. the, was the resort in Acapulco.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And I ate Like What I thought was a steak, and I think it was tongue. And I ended up basically in the bathroom for literally 45 minutes at
6: Aka
4: Joe's down there, yes. And uh, Casamigos Tequila is our sponsor, yes. The moment
6: of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila casamigos tequila is brought to you by those who drink it
4: very good there peter that is uh that is amazing so i could see friends of joel going you are so full of it you do not spend 10 days with boomer and frank reich and in mexico and golf and there's no way in hell and that's the that's the truth that is the absolute truth yeah oh man i'm surprised like at that point in your career in life yeah that you would like Take in a fan to become a friend so quickly on your vacation. He, you
5: know what? He was a New Yorker. We were there. There weren't a lot. I don't think there were a lot of people there. And they had this great pool that was actually a naturally kind of a natural ocean pool. Yeah. That, uh, that Then they added rocks around it and everything. And then you could actually go like diving into the water. Yeah, cliff
7: diving. What are you yeah. risking your
5: career for? Yeah, I was. I, listen, I used to ski. I, I did everything when I
4: was playing football. Go to uh, Tom in New Jersey. What's going on, Tom?
2: I just I uh, overheard Boomer talking about the uh, place he went to where they had the pink jeeps. Yeah. And the name of, name of that is Las Prices. Las Prices. That's, that's it. it. That's it. A- and, and, and just a bit of trivia, that's where President John Kennedy and Jacqueline went on their honeymoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's incredible.
4: we thought that Boomer and Joel were the most famous (laughs) couple. (laughs) Las Presas, that's
5: right. What about
4: the chiclets? What what was that? So
5: what would happen is you drive your pink Jeep because everybody who uh, registered at this resort got a pink Jeep. That was their thing. Mm -hmm. And you drive it into town. And when you drove it into town, like a lot of the little Mexican kids would all say, hey, can we watch your Jeep? And we'd say, sure, you could watch the Jeep, and you'd come back, you'd have to give them candy. You wouldn't give them money, you'd give them
4: candy? They wanted candy. They wanted candy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was
5: crazy. I'll tell you what, what else was crazy? We're driving out there in the middle of nowhere in Acapulco, and I mean, there's there's people guarding. The army was guarding, if I remember correctly, like the, the fuel tanks. Yeah. I mean, it was literally army with machine guns all throughout the airport and everything else.
4: I'm just thinking about like the dichotomy here of your experiences and Peter's experiences. You're down there (laughs) driving these pink Jeeps into town, throwing chiclets at kids and (laughs) skydiving. You know, <laughs> Peter's out going to the Tanger Mall and hitting up Panera before he drives <laughs> <Yeah>. back <out>. home. <laughs> and you know what? You both enjoyed it yes, the same. It. Yes. You both enjoyed it the It's the it little same. things in life
6: that it's make you happy. Exactly,
5: right.
4: Wow, that is incredible. Dude. I remember Frank was,
5: I, I think it was right before Frank's draft. So I think it was like, I want to, say, I don't know, Joel would probably remember better than I do, but I think it was like February or March
4: of, of eighty five, I think. You think you'd do that now? All these years later, almost forty years later, that you'd go to a resort and just pick up a friend like Joel? No, right? I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think usually now when I'm traveling, I bring friends with me. Yeah,
5: you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah. if I'm going to Cabot, you know, we- or if I'm
4: going down at the DR. I got we, my buddies with me. We we went to the Bahamas last April. We ended up having like running into a couple, that we like went out to dinner with twice because we hit it off with them. I never heard from them since, but yeah,
5: maybe they don't like you. No,
4: I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's, a, it's a yeah. We no. trying to have no, my, no 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 has no, no. nothing to do with that. We, it's just, I want we went. I I was asking questions, and one of the the meals was getting boring, so I turned it like talk show host. And I went, I went like dead or alive. Who would you want to have dinner with? And then the answer at that point was just like, okay, we're, we're now, oh. we're now done. <laughs> okay, and I'll tell you off the air. What right. was what Democrat was? It? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no,
6: worse. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, <laughs>
4: what do we got there? Let's,
6: Peter? Uh, we're sponsored by the Farmer's Dog, fresh, human-grade <laughs> dog food delivered right to your door, and we are brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games. On your phone, Rangers down 5-3 to the Islanders late in the third period yesterday in the stadium series at MetLife Stadium. Chris Kreider scores on the power play with a little over four minutes to go. And then the Rangers would go on another power play.
3: Lafreniere threw it in front. Touch pass. They scores! Abanajan scores the power play goal for the Rangers. Their third of the game, and they have tied it at five with a minute and a half remaining.
6: That was Pat Foley on Sports USA. Then 10 seconds into overtime, Artemi Panarin takes advantage of a Noah Dobson turnover, scores the game-winning goal. Play goes to instant replay, ruled good, and through an interpreter, Panarin said he had no recollection of what had happened.
8: Honestly, I don't remember that goal very well at this point just because I got flooded with a wave of emotions, excitement. But I'm 80% sure that the puck crossed the line, and it definitely was a goal.
6: And it was a goal. The Rangers win their seventh in a the row. They improved to 5-0 and in outdoor games. The Islanders simply let this one slip away. Head coach Patrick Guado provided these thoughts on the game.
8: I feel good about our game. Yes, those, those penalties at the end, I mean, hurt us. Um, but we did a lot of good things. And when I look at the 5-on-5, five five, that's the hockey we want to play, and I thought we had a very good game.
5: No adoption. No, the one thing is. to be, I mean, listen. The last two goals came with a two-man advantage both times, because Peter Laviolette, the coach of the Rangers, pulled their goalie, and he pulled him early. I mean, yeah. I was surprised like you. Five like, wow, something. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. And then, of course, Cal Clutterbuck had an opportunity at an empty net. Yeah. Now he was shooting at three quarters of the ice.
6: Yeah,
5: it was can't really at 160 feet man. or so.
6: But he yeah. did the right thing at that point in time. But, but it wasn't just that too. They've had they had chances on the on the tying goal. They had a chance to, to clear the zone and they didn't. They didn't they do, they do didn't that do either. It. Yeah. So again, you know, again, but it's, you, it's, you have to understand,
5: like there there are whether it be the Rangers and Islanders or any hockey teams, when one team is desperate and they're flying around and they got two extra skaters on the ice. They are. They were going going to the puck, and they're yeah. you know they're holding sticks and knocking sticks down, and that's excuses chip, for me. I want
6: points. I'm just telling you what. Yeah, uh, I, I understand I, I, I'm that. I'm try- saying. Does not make me feel any better? I just say you know, I Islanders had a two goal lead with four minutes to go in the game, and they didn't win.
4: You had to get in your car and drive back to Levittown hour, from MetLife Stadium. Two
6: hours in the <laughs> car with uh, two angry teenagers, and you know I'm trying to concentrate, and I keep thinking they, they had that game won. Yeah. So, what do you listen to on the way home? Put on the fan? Uh, depends on what's on. But I mean, the kids like to listen to little music. So there yeah. is no way that he is listening to CeeLo on the fan talking about a ranger. Ranger 20. win, yeah. No, plus, we're listening to music on the way home. What are you, you listening to? Billy Joel? Billy Joel? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it.
4: I yeah. knew it. Just Schwartz is bopping and around. the kids
6: And the kids like Billy Joel, so they, they, were all pro- they have no problem with it. New song, too. Everything was good. So, you know. <laughs> Did he only write one new song? One new song. Well, he's like it. hinted. He was asked uh, uh, earlier in the week in an interview last week. Uh, so, uh, could there be more? Could there be an album? And he didn't say no to it. So, never met him very briefly at the press conference when they when he was doing the last concert at Shea. So, if you asked him a question, that's not really meeting him. No, it's just was like two questions that during a one on one at the end of the press. Conference. Oh, okay, all right. And that is that like a moment forever in time? I would have, I, I, well, I mean, it was a very brief moment. I would really like, that's like a, a bucket list thing. Like, I would like to, I'd love to have him on my podcast. So I would, was, love, I'd like to do that. What and was the, about Islander hockey? Just don't know music. Oh. I've had Mike Del Judas on before. So, okay. but he I, sounds like, just like him. Oh, he does. Absolutely. What was the second question after you asked for free tickets? <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't remember uh, what uh, I asked him. Uh, I was closing uh, Shay and. Uh, memories of playing other concerts in New York. I guess that's what it was. Just two questions you got? Well, because I was at the end of the line. So, like, all the big uh. shots got all, like, the 10-minute interviews with him. And by the time they got to me at the end of the line, they said, we have time for two questions. Oof. Do you have any idea if he's going to play the Sphere? I have not heard that. I have like, not like heard that. Like, an Elton John
5: in there would be great. I, I right? thought he I retired. Think, i get, bring him out of retirement. Wasn't that the last... Sphere.
3: He retired from... Uh, world touring, but he will still do one-off
6: shows here and there. Yeah, even. I think he should
3: do one in the Sphere.
6: <laughs> I would like candle to see candle in the wind in the Sphere in with the s- a candle actually in the wind. It'd be I would like to see now that the residency is ending at the Garden, and Billy has been doing these stadium concerts around the country. It would be nice if he did a stadium concert around here. You know what? You should have asked him. Look, until
5: you sell the house on Center Island, I'd like to be the. I can take care of it. I can property
6: manage it for you. <laughs> Just let us live in a cottage. We're very happy in the home that we're in. We're okay, fine. we're fine. All right, a lot of room for bobbleheads at that. Hey, well, at yeah. Billy Joel house. <laughs> and 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 we went we went to the New Year's Eve concert. So that was great. I got to my twentieth show. So like now, if that's it, I got to the round number of twenty. Is someone that you haven't met that you'd like to meet in your whole life? Of music uh, and sports. Music and sports. I feel like you've had a pretty pretty good run here in New York. There's two, okay. There's two. I would love to meet Al Michaels. I've never met Al Michaels. <laughs> no, pun, no, hey, whatever. no pun intended. No, no, gonna... no, no. I didn't mean to. Uh, no, oh disrespect, my- no, 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 no disrespect. No disrespect.
5: Right. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love to sit down with you <laughs> and yeah. have a conversation with you. Uh, What's next, Joe Biden? <laughs> right? No.
7: You,
4: you should I'm have him on your podcast. Um, al michaels and joe biden (laughs) i don't want (laughs) to if i can't get joe biden (laughs)
6: aoc uh no uh the the other one would be hulk hogan okay all right i like that i like those two why al michaels I, it's okay. I've Forget always, Boomer's not I've sitting always, here. I've always liked his work as a play-by-play guy. He was like your idol and growing up, and yeah, I want to be well, like, yeah. Oh. You know, Miracle on Ice. And okay. I always liked his work, so, you know. All right. I'm not knocking you for it. It's just funny. Right. It's just it, funny because you're sitting next to Boomer. It didn't dawn on me about <laughs> yeah, but the ramifications of what I just said there.
5: I've buried that hatchet, and he and I have buried that hatchet a long, yeah. long
4: time it's ago. It's still funny. That's the first name, of Peter. <laughs> I know, <mouth. laughs> but that
5: that 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 hatchet was
6: buried a long time yeah. ago. You have chatted with him, yes. Okay. of course. Yeah. okay, all okay. right, okay, good. I don't. I feel better. I've, now.
5: I've actually seen him in um, what you would say is like just like a not a professional setting. You know, just like a hangout setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him in, in
4: situations like that, so everything's fine. Whatever it turned out
5: great for me. Yeah, That's the way oh, I look absolutely. at it, absolutely.
4: You came out of that fantastic, better than ever. So the what's the name of the um,
6: the chili podcast? The Double Chili Islanders podcast. And you can get that wherever you get all your podcasts: Apple, Spotify. Right. Double Chili. Yep. So you're hoping for Billy Joe I little breaking it. news on it last week because I had uh, Steve Mayer from the NHL on and he kind of hinted about big events coming to the Islanders. And sure enough, yesterday it happened with the All Star. So you're saying if you want breaking Islanders news, go to Double well, Chili. I don't. I don't do the podcast with the intent of having break. It just happened to happen. Yeah. Like, I like good conversations. I try to get some former Islander players on. I go to practice and interview current players. So, that's there's, now that the All-Star Game is coming, I'd like to get somebody from the, you know, the Dynasty team to come on and talk about, you know, the All-Star Game coming. Who played in the 83 All-Star Matt Game. Matt Martin, he are by name, says, hey, Peter... He said, hey, Peter, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. He knows He'll you say without saying him, I'm him. Peter. Andrews League, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Peter. All right, good. Well, those Man, guys I are all good Peter. guys. Peter. Yeah. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter. I have a Peter. good relationship with a bunch of them. Good. I was hoping so. Yeah. I'm around thought. there enough.
4: Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So,
6: like, Matt would, like, would we know saw, you. We saw, I told you, we saw Matt, um, Bradley and I saw Matt at uh, Total Hockey. Pure Hockey. Pure <laughs> Hockey, yes. In Carl Place. All right, very good. So... Said hello. It's the most Pierre. Long Island thing that ever
4: happened. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Martin and Peter Schwartz. And pure hockey.
6: Yeah. Carl plays. Uh,
4: all right. what? Uh, that's it, right? Very good. You did moment of the day already? We did
6: moment of the day. We got the sponsors all right. in All Star Game 2, UBS Arena. Rangers 1, Blah blah blah. There we go. All right, great seeing you. You're out the rest of the week, though, right? You're not with us. I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. But I'm down the hall tomorrow. All right. Morning. Very good, Peter. It's great having you. As it's always, always great to be here and uh, listen to Double Chili, yes. the Islanders podcast. I don't know who fan. the guest will be this week. I'm still working on it. Okay, but it'll be entertaining nonetheless. Absolutely.
4: All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Four Tough Studio. All
5: righty, Peter. I'll get you a restaurant in a in a minute or so. Okay. okay. Yo, well, I had the restaurant that I wanted to get to Peter. I, I forgot it. It's the Cooperage Inn. Yes, that
4: place is awesome. Well, we ate out there when we played Long Island National yes. with uh, Frank Argento. We had uh, soup at the Cooperage Inn. Yeah, but also had the muscles, the muscles, the muscles, how, and the front. muscles
5: are
2: unbelievable. The gumbo, right? Is yes, that what was the,
4: that?
5: Yes, they have
4: like a different gumbos or something. They do,
5: but the, their, their muscle dish. How they do it? I've never seen it. It's the best muscle dish I've had
4: anywhere. And then oh. that guy was staring at you and then wanted to take a picture. Remember mm-hmm. that whole thing? You're like, all right, I see you staring. Come on over here. He was like mid-muscle. You're like, Whatever. let's get this over with. Let's, get, let's just get it over with. Let's just take a picture and get it over with. Because <laughs> we were the only people in the place. Yeah. It was like Austin in that table. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that place That is place awesome. is really, it just needs a, it needs a little updating. A little zhuzh, as they say. Uh, it's mean, been around that.
5: for a long time, but the food is unbelievable.
4: No, it is. It is. It's and I think,
5: and I, think for the pri- I think it's a good price for, you know, considering it's Long Island and it's a nice restaurant.
4: Yeah, I mean, and it's also it's right there next to Baiting Hollow Golf Club as well. It's right. uh, It's it's up up by
5: Baiting Hollow and Friars Head.
4: Yep, right, right, exactly. So I was just talking to to Peter because Schwartz that is about people. Like I I feel like he would be starstruck by people even at his age now. You know, there'd be a few people he gets starstruck by.
5: You know what I? You know what I'm noticing? What
4: you are just like fascinated
5: by Peter Schwartz.
4: I am. I totally am. I'm fascinated by his whole I told you I, I delved deep into this once with you why like I just have this jealousy of his childlike innocence. fascination it's yes innocence. right yes.
5: there's an innocence like, there, expect,
4: and not it's not only of his age <clears throat> but it's the fact that he lives on Long Island and he's in this business that and he's been grinding forever every other person I know that has gone through a situation like he's gone through. Well, whether it be Celo or Jerry, as a guy I worked with in Pittsburgh Jim Colony, they're all miserable. Like they're all so angry about well, everything.
5: Like, yeah, it's like Roscona. He's it's miserable. Rescona, too. Yeah, he's like, another one.
4: Like so, everybody. But Peter is just, just, he's just going through life. Like, oh look, there's a, there's a Baskin Robbins here. I'm <laughs> like, wow, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I-, I feel like there's an angel that is laying out rose petals
5: in front of him as he yeah. goes walking around.
4: Yeah, I mean, and yes. it's not, it's not like all like great stuff is always happening to him it's just that the way he sees the world is i just i'm jealous of of the filter in which he has when information goes into his brain like and what what he retains it's we i think we see him here there's
5: got to be some anger somewhere
4: well he did so i think actually it was a day that you were out he did talk about how he had (laughs) to go to anger management classes because he punched a wall once, oh, put his fist through a wall. Well, there you go. Yeah, he had to do some anger management. I mean, thing.
5: not everything can be so totally flowery. No, exactly.
4: I mean? No, that's that's. And when I found that out, I was like, okay. I mean, that was interesting. Um, but that, who knows what the reason was? Because of that, he never ended up getting in serious trouble, like knocking somebody out or anything like that. He just had some anger issues when he got upset. He would, he just got maybe too upset or whatever. So he, he handled it, and he's been fine since. So that was many years ago. Now, but uh, but yeah, that just, it's just that that whole like I, I always said like life changes when you find out there's some guy inside the Mickey Mouse costume, right? But for Peter, that's still Mickey Mouse. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense to you?
5: Who works more jobs, him or Roscona? all
4: right. Well, let me think. Peter's got uh, the Vinnie Ticket Show Sports Bash. He works here. He does he does double duty here. CBS, do you count that as the same as CBS Sports Radio and WFAN? I think that's two separate uh, uh, checks, right? I don't not. Well, all right, let's just count it as that. Let's just okay. say. It. So he's got WFAN, CBS Sports Radio, Sports Bash. He was doing Fox News Radio for a while. Fox news radio he was doing fox news radio headlines actually what what sports headlines no uh maybe yeah sports headlines and then they or did he uh did he announce the russian invasion of ukraine (laughs) 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 no uh but he did (laughs) peter schwartz here you're not gonna believe this no so that's that's four okay he also is the the pa guy for the ducks and the lizards no, Lizards is over now, I think, right? No, it's, they're still playing. No, no, no. It's the oh. Riptide. The Riptide, yes. So PA for the Riptide. Is it PA or play-by-play? I think he does play-by-play. So that's that's six right there. Okay. Do uh, you, you count his podcast as, as one? Does or, he get paid for it or is it free? I said paychecks. I don't, Yeah, I'm going to say no. He's not making any money on that right now. Okay. So I mean, I got six right there. Okay. Now what about Roscona? Roscona's got the bread route. Yep. He's
5: got WFAN. He's got the voice of what hockey teams He's now? High school hockey, but he also does the the Islanders.
4: Uh, oh, minor league, yeah. minor league team. So that's four. He so also was
5: prospects. A, it's, a, it's some sort of prospect league.
4: Yeah. He also was an investor in a. He did get paid some like fruit fly business or something. He's in a fruit fly business. (laughs) What? Some fruit fly deterrent. Like he, him and some other guy I know came up with like in bars, you know, how there's like fruit flies everywhere. So they came up with some solution that you, that you stick around the bar to get rid of the fruit flies. Okay. So he's got that.
5: That's interesting.
4: So that's, that's five there. I think that's about it. So I think Schwartz has him by one. I think Peter has, but it's a combined eleven jobs between the two of the guys. I'm, yeah, a, I mean, I'm probably missing a few here. I'm probably missing a couple, but okay. yeah, those guys. Those guys grind. They grind. Yeah, and you got to appreciate that. I do appreciate. You are a grinder, a hundred percent, absolutely. That's, That's why a, they
5: give you all the scuttlebutt.
4: <clears throat> that is. Uh, that is true. There's scuttlebutt flying around, man, like crazy in this place. <sighs> oh, you duck with the scuttlebutt you know
5: we're gonna have to have a scuttlebutt meeting i think
4: yeah i think so and it's all you know for it's centered around one thing and that's yes. that's the pd job here. lame duckskin yeah and who was going to replace him so there's do, a do lot you have, you have names i do i've got many names actually many many names i think we need to have a little meeting i got all sorts of stuff that oh, was la- that was laid laid out to me After the show on Friday, laid out to you. I had like I felt like you know how did you have the World War Two movies where they like roll out the map and like point at certain (laughs) things like that's what I felt like I was getting a briefing like that.
5: (laughs) That's how intense (laughs) this was. Did you uh, do you
4: uh, trust your sources? Oh, this this is this is like a horse's mouth spot. Oh, really? As close to it as you can get without being the horse. This could be unbelievable. This is like the trainer of the horse. Olives of uh, olive olive whatever. And I tell you if it was, no, this is, no, nope. We're getting close. We are going to have to do a download, boys. You want to download. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you. I got, I got it. You know, how many interviews people have been on? I got everything. Okay. (laughs) I need to have it. Yep. I got everything. I guess. <laughs> Do you? Just you don't, don't usually no, like Another it. level of aggravation, yes. I don't usually... I only loop you in when I feel like it's necessary. Okay. And so you tell me, because you'll yell at me, I don't need this know this crowd. I really care. And I'll be like, all right, <laughs> sorry. So I sort, I, sort, <laughs> I sort of wait till it's like a major thing, and I'm like, all right, now it's <laughs> well, time. Well, this is not a major thing. It is, but we haven't gotten to the it's point... It's not really a major thing for you. But it's... We haven't also gotten to the point of like a decision being made. There's just lots of... Lots of
3: scuttlebutt up. In like, the air. whoever it is is going to kiss your ass and not challenge you on anything anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better